what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and germs, everything else in between. This is officially episode four of the Go Deep podcast. This is Eric Ramirez coming to you live from Damascus, Maryland. Uh, your residential Jets fan. The hesitation there is just because it's really painful. It's it's just like super hard. Let's not even talk about it. We're looking forward to our money man, the man with the glasses, the guy with the plan, your betting go-to. You know who it is. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lauren Heap coming out of you from uh, Montgomery Village, Maryland. Uh, you can follow me, uh, the underscore Heap21 on Twitter. But yeah, um, now I'm going to pass it off to uh, my man with the top on Alexander James Claiborne. Oh, geez. Just about my government all over the podcast, bro. Uh, my name, uh, so this is AJ coming to you from, uh, coming to you live from Shady Grove, Maryland. Uh, Washington football team, Wizards, uh, Capitals, and unfortunately Orioles, RIP to their season for the second. Uh, the- <laughs> uh, but congratulations to Cedric Mullins on his 30 uh, 30 season. Um, and uh, I am pleased. Uh, oh, I'm at Dunedin Jets on Twitter. You can give me a follow. Um, and I'm pleased uh, to say that we have a very special guest with us today. Um, I'm going to introduce to you the uh, the former quarterback for the semi-pro team, the Maryland Outlaws, um, out of Frederick. Uh, this is uh, Casey Theologus. Casey, uh, tell the folks about yourself. Um, so my name is Casey Theologus. I am 28 years old. Um, played semi-pro for, oh man, uh, years, years. Uh, it was a fun experience, man. I'm excited to talk about it. All right, awesome. And talk about it we shall. But first, man, what a week of sports. Um, and for once, you know, I think for the first time in a while, we were going to kind of dabble into something that's not specifically NFL. We're going to be talking about none other than Kyrie Irving and our own Bradley Beal. Uh, now, I bring it up because I know AJ has some feelings about it. <laughs> News just broke out. NBA season's getting ready to kick off. And, uh, well, they had some news about their vaccination status, and I mean, how do you? First, let's AJ go ahead and you know, I'll open up the floor with you, man, because I know you have some strong feelings about it. What's going on in your head over here? Yeah, man. I mean, as soon as I saw, you know, it's media day for the for uh, you know for the reporters and stuff. They're talking to the players, and of course, you know, with with COVID being what it is, uh, you know, they're all getting asked about their vaccination status. Uh, two of the league's biggest stars, uh, Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving, very prominently not vaccinated. Uh, just spouting the most nonsensical arguments about it. Uh, and it's just embarrassing, particularly for Beal. Uh, you know, as a Wizards fan, I kind of have to be like, that, that's the one that makes me cringe the hardest. Uh, you know, the, and the thing to me is, this is a man who literally had to, he got kicked off of the Olympic team. So he lost out on an opportunity for a gold medal uh, because he didn't want to get a vaccine that like half, at least half the other players have already gotten. It's like, it's like, come on, man. Like, what do you, what kind of negative effects are you seeing out here? Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, Ky, the Kyrie Irving situation is even even more crazy because uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, New York City actually has a like I, there's a vaccine requirement in Madison Square Garden, and so or not Madison, Madison Square Garden, but wherever the Brooklyn Nets play, like he won't be able to play half their games, uh, literally all their home games if he doesn't get vaccinated. Uh, and it's like it, it's I mean which. You know, Steve, Stephen A. pointed this out earlier, and I, and I also did. That might not be the strongest argument since he basically just takes half the season off anyhow. Uh, but I'm going to – I imagine <laughs> that – I just like, going to say that. <laughs> I imagine that the playoffs are a bit of a different story when he can't – you know, if he's – if he, you know, they hypothetically get to the playoffs and they can't play half their games. Playoffs? Um, <laughs> We're talking about playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Facts. 
so yeah, I mean, Bradley Beal, uh, I'm sure you're a huge fan of our podcast, bro. Get get, get, get the vaccine, all right. Even if you even if you do uh, catch COVID when you have the vaccine, this is one of the arguments that Beal is making. Uh, you still it prevents you from being hospitalized. And uh, I was just reading an, an article today in the Financial Times about the, the effects of long term COVID, which affects uh, at least 11% of unvaccinated patients. Uh, if you're vaccinated, you're, the, that chance drops to 5% of vaccinated people have experienced the effects of long COVID. That's, that is the fatigue, the shortness of breath, uh, those types of symptoms that are really going to affect your ability to play basketball. Uh, so, you know, to you, Kyrie, and to you, uh, Brad, two, the people, two, two really great basketball players, Kyrie, whose politics I really admire, uh, and to uh, uh, the rest of you guys listening, if you want to keep playing ball, you want to keep balling out, you got to get that vaccine, baby. No, yeah, see, I think he, uh, I see, I see his side, you know, he saw what uh, Nicki Minaj's uh, cousin went through with the swollen <laughs> testicles, and they decided, hey, that's just, just not for there, them, that's just not for them, you know, like, you, you know, and so, yeah, you know, they didn't oh, want to have swollen man. testicles, is what it is, so you can't, you can't hold that against them too much, I guess, <laughs> the they, balls, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they didn't want it, but. No, they got to give. They got to give vax, especially when you're playing. You, you, I mean, they travel all the time. They're, 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 they're not stop moving. Like, just imagine going in and out of airports. You know, you're, you're constantly meeting people, doing stuff. Like, the amount of games you're gonna miss throughout the season if you're not either vax because you get, you get, you're not vax, are just gonna be astronomical. I mean, you know, teams would travel from one location to another. I remember last year, teams would travel from one location to another. Two players were out because they got caught COVID or they got close to someone who had COVID just from the travel day. So like it's just gonna be it's gonna be an ongoing issue that's we're gonna have to, something we're gonna have to keep our eyes on like you know and the other thing is let's let, let's say we try to go to a Wizards game or you know people show up to see Beal play or Kyrie play they got COVID now they can't that's another big deal the NBA is gonna have to deal with they're been you know really cracked down or gonna be upset with them about so we'll have to see we'll have to just uh, we'll have to just see what they do and see how the season plays out but those are my two cents. I mean we've uh, we talked about it a little bit with. Um... What was the guy's name from the U.S. soccer team who got who got kicked off the World Cup qualifying team? Um, so it'll be interesting oh, yeah. to see how everything plays out. I know that the NFL introduced that um, everybody was freaking out about the rule until everybody got vaccinated in the league. Um, you know, with like forfeiting games if you if you can't field a team and reschedule it. Yep. But it'll be interesting to see um, how how you know how the how the NBA in particular handles that because they've always been kind of at the forefront of handling a lot of the BS that's going on in the world anyways, you know? Um, but another, uh, in other news and other really bad takes, Des Bryant came out and started going on Colin Kaepernick saying that, you know, Cap should have been doing more, providing more jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, meanwhile, you know, when, when Des was playing, he, he didn't even back my man's up or anything virtually non-existent, had no voice while he was in the league. My man's finally realized after a stint with the Ravens that he just can't do it no more. So instead of throwing up the X's, I think uh, he's throwing up them zeros right now. But, um, I mean, look, Cap, if I'm not mistaken, he's what? He's he's offering like a he, – he, he like pledged a million dollars towards all types of – AJ, this is your area of expertise as well because – um, I feel like you're more you're more familiar with what he's doing in the background. Um, you mind elaborating on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Cap uh, Kaepernick got, and, and let's be clear about what happened here. It's not like Ka- Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, wasn't able to play. I mean, he had 
uh, freaking Nathan Peterman starting in this league uh, <laughs> while Cap is while Cap is you know forced to the bench. Um, Cap could still bring it, and the and the league blacklisted him, so basically no one would no one would hire him. Um, and so uh, you know he's forced out of the league. That doesn't mean that he stops doing what he's doing. He uh, continues to uh, you know push the agenda of uplifting people who have been oppressed. Um, you know, the, out of the million dollars he's given away, I believe 900,000 so far publicly, um, to anti-police brutality measures, 150, 150K, youth initiatives, about 209,000 bucks, community reform and minor, minority empowerment, 233,000, health reform and nourishment, 283,000, and climate change awareness, 25,000. So the man's putting his money where his mouth is. Uh, and Des Bryant asks where he's been doing or, or you know, what, what he's been doing. What has Des Bryant been doing? I, I, I haven't heard about anything that Des Bryant's been doing. Besides going on I Am Athlete podcast, which, you know, is pretty good. It's a good podcast uh, and, and trying to attack Colin Kaepernick for some reason. Like, like he's trying to he's trying to make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's like toting up to those owners who like blackballed him. He's like, look, here's a here's a house. Uh, here's here's a house slave for you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, real deal. Des Bryant, not so much. Uh, that's my at least anyway, that's my two cents about that. Yeah, it was weird. He went on this rant that like he's not providing jobs like you could you could be providing jobs and things like that. And, you know, I just I sat there and I was like, what in the world are you talking about? It just was so confusing because like, where is this coming from? Right. Like uh, he didn't back him up during the league. And now he's like he was like, I was going to bide my time to take my shots. He's like, so now I'm going to speak how I feel. I say say take shots, speak how I feel. But I mean, I'm reading these headlines headlines. Callan Kaepernick starts uh, Know Your Rights Fund to help minorities amid COVID. You know, uh, the million dollars uh, in aid for uh, Somalia. Um, Colin Kaepernick donates custom made suits to outside New York City office for parole or for parole office for for felons so they can go get jobs. I mean, like you don't see you don't see Des Bryant with these headlines. Don't get me wrong. Maybe he's doing something. We're just not we don't know about it. But I don't know where these comments, why these comments were warranted and where they came from and why he just he just decided to make headlines. I guess today he was decided to just be like, well, I hate Colin Kaepernick and he sucks. So anyway, uh, but yeah, that's it's kind of what it seemed like to me. It's just like, well, this is random. Like, why would you? What this was unnecessary. But anyway, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting to see a guy who literally has not been in the league for probably like two or three years at this point try to come back to relevance. I think he's trying to just pull like a To or a Chad Ochocinco. Everybody mm-hmm. like these three guys always kind of rotate around and they're like, you know, Ocho's like, sign me Saints, because you guys don't have Michael Thomas and TO's constantly <laughs> talking about a comeback. So I mean, I maybe it was his turn in the in the bracket. I don't know. <laughs> um kind of dumb, but coming for Colin, who's literally just like minding his own business, doing Seriously. right in the world. Facts. Um But yeah, it does. I mean, you can come on our podcast. And we'll just guarantee you lie. That's okay too. <laughs> Sticking with wide receiver news, though, this one's this one's pretty recent. Just came out today. Uh, Josh Gordon just reinstated in the league. Got suspended after he didn't even play a game. I don't think in Seattle last year. Um, signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, the wow. twenty the twenty nineteen Super Bowl champions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Signing another weapon to the arsenal there. Uh, I guess they got tired of getting bullied by the Chargers in the AFC West. <laughs> I don't know. And you know what? I'm going to ask our guest here what he thinks about this signing. Because we all remember what Josh Gordon can do. 
And now he's got a legit quarterback in Mahomes. Casey, I mean, what are your initial thoughts hearing about Gordon's Flash Gordon signing with the Chiefs? Wow. I I mean, I, I was so surprised when I, I woke up and I just saw signing with the Chiefs. I mean, uh, in my opinion, that's the Chiefs trying to uh, compensate for Sammy Watkins leaving. You know, they're trying to to get a big receiver. I mean, and Josh Gordon, he can play. I mean, he, he's a great athlete. Um, I think he can still do it. Uh, is he going to get into some more trouble? Most likely, yeah. But, um, you know, it, we'll see what happens. That's just – I just think they're trying to, uh, you know, make up for Sammy Watkins. I mean – it's a Sammy signs with Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that leaves that leaves their starting wide receivers over in Kansas City. I mean, you got Tyreek, undisputed number one over there. Mm-hmm. Can't cover the guy. Number two, though, tell me if you guys have heard of him, Demarcus Robinson. The one hand catch. Do you, you guys, ever, you guys see that one hand catch that he had? And I feel like that's his his main claim to fame. Is every <laughs> once in a while he'll go up there and he'll make those yeah. catches. Yeah. But other than that, the guy's like a – he's a splash play. You know what I mean? So I, I could definitely see wanting a, a complimentary number two, and there's no better one than Josh Gordon. But, um, Lauren, I mean, what do you think about it, man? No, yeah, I call uh, Josh Gordon – my nickname for Josh Gordon is all nine lives over there because somehow he just keeps coming back. He, You know, I have no idea how he how he's able to keep – you know, he must – him and Roger Goodell must have like a great relationship – he must go on dates and hold hands and be out all night together because, man, he he keeps coming back. And, you know, they, they the you know, like you said, Demarcus Robinson's their number two. They have Hill. You know, they rely on Travis Kelsey a lot. But this is going to open. This is if, you know, he comes back and he's in shape and he can play. This is going to this is going to make them again. Chiefs were already dangerous. It's going to just make it even worse because there there's knocks on their defense. But when you have Patrick Mahomes back sitting back there, I mean, it's like it's like I always I always equated them to the the Golden State Warriors that went on that were winning championships for years. If they're down if gold if that team was down twenty, it didn't matter. If they're down thirty, it really didn't matter either. You can just get hot, and that's what this team can do with Patrick Mahomes. They just get hot and they can start they can just start slinging it um, and put up. And next thing you know, they're up thirty points or they they can put up thirty. So I, I expect them to have a um, I expect him to be on that team and he's going to turn some heads. That's for sure, especially with Kelsey and Hill Hill lined up with them. So what about you, AJ? Yeah. Yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy about it. I like, I love Josh Gordon. Um, you know, I was disappointed when he gets, you know, I'm always disappointed when he gets inevitably suspended uh, for drug use. Uh, I think he's a great reason, uh, argument for uh, why the NFL drug policies are, are really silly. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad they finally freed my man. So I'm, I'm happy to see him out there. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I always joke around and say, like, Josh Gordon probably has um... – like some real good dirt on Goodell. <laughs> He's got to. But um, I mean, it, it's good to see him back on the field. He's exciting. I mean, even when he was with the Patriots for a little while, they would feed him, and he, I mean, he still balled. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to watch, especially in KC. I feel like it's a good place for him to go. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I, you know, another thing to talk about that's awesome to see. How about a 66-yard field goal with time expiring to set NFL record from our very own Tucker in Baltimore? Mm. Yo, did, and did y'all see the that kick live? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched it live. We we were we were losing it. I mean, that is one of the most insane things. Like one of the coolest things I've ever seen on live television before. Like 
to see him like I'm and I remember when uh when I was setting up I said I say I say to Lauren I say uh he's gonna kick a 66 yard field goal and yeah <laughs> and I was like come on man there's no way he's gonna hit that and he, he's gonna he's gonna kick it you know a, a yard short and have it run back just like the uh you know just like the Jags and, and Lauren was just like or he could just be a legend <laughs> yeah that's, that's what exactly what I said. He's like AJ was like I can't believe because he just has forty. He had forty nine kicks made straight to that point. And AJ yeah. was like, wow, yeah. this streak's gonna end at forty nine. I was like, or he could be, or oh. or he could be, they could be a legend, you know. And sure enough, that bounced and it, it dinged right in. Watching the videos of their fans, re, the fans' reactions oh, on the Lions was it. just, oh man, it was it was it was it was incredible. I mean, you know, like they, it's just you just don't see something like that every Sunday, you know. Casey, in all your years playing ball. Would you have trusted any of your kickers with the sixty-six yard field goal? Never, never. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, see, the longest attempt that I can even I can even remember was it was a preseason game with Pat McAfee. I don't know if you guys remember that, where oh, he yeah. went out and you know he attempted that. He almost made it too, actually. So, uh, no uh, I mean, just seeing seeing the uh, sixty-six yards, you're like, nah, there's there's no way. I mean, but if the, if there was one kicker in this league to do it. Uh, it was definitely Tucker for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just seeing the Lions' faces sinking after that, oh. it's, it's, it's something, man. I'll tell you. But I think he deserved it of all kickers. My heart goes out to Lions fans everywhere. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is with your franchise right now, but like you guys just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, and I say this as a Washington football team fan and an yeah. Orioles fan and a Wizards fan. So I, I, I've experienced some down years, trust me. Uh, we understand sucking. You guys. Uh, I just don't. I don't know what it is, but there's maybe it's something about the building. Maybe it's all the the cursed uh, the cursed money from um, from, Ford. from from Ford uh, exploiting those those auto workers for so many years. It's the uh, bad juju from Flint. Yeah, man. It could, or yeah, it could be bad juju from Flint. I mean, we got to fix those problems, and and then maybe the franchise will start looking up. I mean, if you look at the the, the Lions games, they're all close games. They they yeah. are they they very well could have been. Yeah, they could have been two and one, possibly three. No, I mean it, it's close, but it's their curse or something. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, talking about curses, it's like no, I'm just kidding. No curses over here. But I think I'm gonna pass this over my my official hosting duties. I'm gonna slide them over to AJ. Um, just because I Casey, the 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 fact that you stepped on the on the podcast with us, you know, like an actual player. Someone who's like studied the game, knows the game in and out, not just not just on the field or what we see on TV, but you know it way more in depth than than we do, um, having lived it for a while. Man, I'm gonna let AJ and uh, I mean I know me and Lauren are gonna bounce back and forth in here too, but we're gonna ask you some questions and just man, let us have it. Give us give us all the give us all the juicy detail, man. I look forward to it. As the hosting duties slide over to me, uh, you guys can't see this uh, if you're listening at home, but like there's like a glow uh, that comes upon me, like kind of like an aura as if I were about to turn Super Saiyan or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, Casey, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, once again, just so everyone uh, can hear it, uh, we have with us Casey Theologus, who's a uh, Former quarter, who is the former quarterback, not not necessarily a former quarterback, but the former quarterback uh, for the Maryland Outlaws, uh, Frederick, um, and he is here to talk to us uh, today about um, about what it's like to be in, uh, you know, what it's like to play semi pro ball, 
um, uh, how it compares to college and, and, and the NFL. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to the interview. Uh, just to start off, Casey, um, why don't you just tell us um, a little bit about yourself? Um, and you actually have a personal connection to the podcast in that uh, uh, you and Lauren grew up together in uh, in only, I believe, uh, as as um, you know, when you kids. Uh, and then uh, I didn't know this, but you were really close friends with um, one of one of someone who ended up being my cousin by marriage. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Lauren and I have known each other for a very long time. I mean. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when did we meet? Maybe uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. I say middle school. I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was uh, that was a long time ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I uh, so I'm 28 years old. Uh, live in Aspen Hill area. Um, you know, now uh, work wise, I'm you know I'm working with animals, uh, doing stuff that I love. But uh, you know, I never lost love for the game. Um, you know. So I, it's something that I want to do. I'm not currently playing um, semi-pro because of COVID and everything going on, but uh, it's something that I do look forward to uh, doing sometime next year, um, you know, when when uh, we see some more vaccination cards in the league. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely understand that. Um, so let's let's get into your history a little bit. Um, what's What was the beginning of your interest in football? Oh, okay. So uh, the beginning of my uh, – wow been a long time. I mean, uh, so it was actually my mom. My mom uh, always loved watching uh, the Redskins play, um, you know, when I was a kid. And, and my older brothers, I have two older brothers who, uh, you know, were very, very big into football. And, um, you know, I just remember coming home uh, one day from a uh, sleepover at a friend's house and, and my mom was watching a, a primetime game. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm gonna sit here and, and watch with her. And, and, uh, you know, I, I remember after a while, my, my older brother was like, hey, I got a football in the car. You want to go outside and throw it? And, uh, you know, ever since then, it, it just kind of stuck with me. And you know what? Uh, I have a twin brother. So having that twin brother there to practice with me all the time was like, you know, that really helped me progress as a player. So, uh, you know, that was really the beginning of it. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Jesse. Uh, hope yeah. you're um, okay. And uh, you, you played some high school ball, right? Yeah. Why don't, you tell, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, high school was, uh, high school was something I'll tell you my, uh, so my brother and I started out freshman year and, uh, you know, he, he ended up getting Lyme's disease, um, in oh, freshman sorry. year and with, um, you know, with my twin brother, I mean, you know, the closest person to me, you know, it, it was just like, he couldn't play. I just felt like I shouldn't play. Um, you know, we came back the next year, uh, ended up doing, uh, we ended up doing like sort of IR for high school, if you will. Um, you know, it was cool. The next year our team won a state championship, but uh, you know, we didn't really do anything because, you know, being on the injury list isn't, you know, uh, but that was something that was cool. I mean, uh, I ended up chipping a bone in my foot um, from jumping a fence in high school. Yeah. It was, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, then our se senior uh, season came along and, you know, I was backup quarterback, uh, but, you know, I still really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, my brother played wide receiver. So it was cool. We it's funny because we actually had our own uh, our own plays, you know, so it was really cool. Coach made it made a place for us. He, he would call it uh, the twins package. So something that was really <laughs> interesting. That's dope. That's dope. That's awesome. Just for our listeners at home, uh, IR stands for injured reserve, um, and it's like a list you go on if you get uh, if you get hurt and you can't play for for extended periods of time. Um, so uh, so and you, and you 
uh, you were what high school did you go to again? Sherwood High School. Okay, excellent, excellent. Just for our, um, just so folks can orient themselves a little bit. Um, talk about tell us how you got involved with uh, with semi pro ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, very close friend of mine named Patrick Garland. He was a year older than me. Um, he was you know, one of the quarterbacks above me in in Sherwood. And so ever since then, uh, you know, we, we kind of stuck together and it's funny uh, for all you listeners out there uh, just to give you a little uh, insight on how relationships work with people on football teams, every position will always compete with each other, but the the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback are always best friends. I don't know why it's like that. It just is, you know, you you guys learn together, you grow together. It's always something that, you know, you're close with. Um, so, you know, we stayed close for years after that. And um, funny, we uh, when he had asked me to work, at, uh, you know, play on the team with him, we had worked together at Harris Teeter. And, um, you know, he, he was telling me about his Saturday night games that he would play um, for, you know, our semi-pro team. And he, he said that they didn't have a backup quarterback and, you know, I should come out and, and uh, you know, try out. And I'm glad that I did because, you know, I ended up loving it. It was great. Can you tell us uh, tell us about the tryout the tryout process? Were you like, was this a situation where you were kind of nervous, or were you like, nah, I, I got this. It's not going to be a problem. Like, how are you feeling, and 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 what what kinds of things do they have you do? You know, it, it was interesting because uh, when I when I first did it, uh, it was it was kind of both. I was a little bit nervous, but I was excited just to to be getting out there. I mean, uh, the, the best way to to see the uh, ECFA, which is the um, East Coast Football Association. Um, it is sort of like the XFL where it was an entry level to where, you know, they can scout you from there and, and you, know, you can go on. Um, so it, it was a little bit of both. And I remember um, I actually brought a friend of mine named Tim Daniels. He, he played wide receiver, you know, for Sherwood. And, and we actually tried out together. And um, it was actually great because, um, you know, we just hit it off right away. I think it was also really good for me because I had that one receiver with me that I'd already built chemistry with. So, you know, we, we looked pretty good. I'd like to think so. Um, you know, it, it worked out. And so were you, were you mostly just throwing like routes to this guy or, or t- to Tim or like, was it, uh, did they have drills that they wanted to see like do of, of any sort or what, what kinds of, how did that, how did the, how the tryout go? Oh, the, so, so the tryout, um, yeah, we, I mean, we, it was a lot of, uh, route running and, um, you know, it, it was, it started out with Tim and I, you know, just doing our, our routes together. And then, um, you know, we, we got more receivers involved and, you know, just kind of build that chemistry. Um, and, uh, you know, it was really interesting because uh, you know, at the time everybody was wearing pads, but, and, you know, Tim and I being our first day, we didn't, we didn't know at the time that we needed to have our pads, but so we had our helmets at the time. So it, it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we ended up just uh, running routes and all that stuff. And then we did um, uh, just kind of like a normal practice where at the end of the practice, you'll, you'll see uh, first team offense go against, you know, second team defense so on and so forth and uh you know that portion we we sat out but uh it actually went pretty well i mean uh you know one big compliment i i remember getting was uh they, they always told me that i threw the ball too hard at them you know <laughs> for my first day and uh that was definitely something i took into account but it, it was pretty cool quick question did you ever break somebody's finger oh uh ooh. not that i can remember Oh, man. I'm sure you did. They just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, not that I, can, not that I knew of anyway. So they probably hey, got back to the locker room. And they're like, "Man, this guy." <laughs> like, why is he throwing it so hard? Uh, hey, hey, Casey, what was? I'm interested to know what was like a week prep for like a game. Like, what was something that you did through the week? Like, what was kind of like 
Was there film study? Like what, like how would, how would you get ready for a game leading up to a game? Like what would you guys do through the week practice kind of walkthroughs kind of things like that? So, um, you know, being in this league, you, uh, everybody in the league still had their normal, you know, day jobs and all that stuff. So, so we, didn't really have the uh, opportunities to get together as often as we'd liked. I mean, uh, Wednesday night, every Wednesday night would be our, our, you know, one practice that we'd go through every, every week. And then we play our games on, on Saturday night. Um, and then, you know, throughout the week uh, they would maybe throw in a day of uh, film or uh, you know, the offense would get together and we run over some plays, stuff like that. Um, we all, it's funny, actually, we always met up at this one restaurant called Il Forno Pizza in, um, you know, Frederick, and we would always, uh, you know, they, they knew who we were, which is really cool. And, and we would always uh, go over the film on, on the TVs there. And, uh, you know, it was it was pretty cool. So uh, not as much um, opportunity to meet up as I would have liked. Uh, but, you know, it is what it well, is. Yeah, that's awesome. What's uh, So what, uh, another question I have is what's the, what was like a typical game day routine for you like? So you say it sounds like you play, you guys played most of your games at night or all, all the games at night. So what was like your – like I know for me if I'm going to play sports, like I get I'm, – I'm, I'm nervous and I'm anxious as I'll get out. So I can't eat a lot because I'll just throw up. And so, you know, I'm kind of selective with when I eat and I have to eat a lot really early in the morning and kind of like snack and like not – eat too much beforehand but like so like what was like a normal kind of like i mean i'm always thinking about it i'm always like man the game's coming the game's coming you know like what you know so yeah. like what was kind of your mentality going into it are you just chill like watching tv just hanging out till the game starts or just kind of well you, it's funny you always try to do something to keep your mind off because of i i do get like that uh a lot of the time too so um it's i i definitely understand the the eating and it's you know you eventually find certain foods that that will sit with you yeah. better than others you know uh, oatmeal is always a good one for me um but you know i would uh always hang out with patrick actually beforehand and you know do something relaxing um you know we, we our car ride was about 45 minutes so you know we'd hang out and then we go we just kind of talk about life and just get get your mind off of it uh once we got there we all just um you know we go through our our, our warm-ups or pre-game warm-ups and all that stuff but um, I think I think the, the best thing for me was really just, um, you know, casually running running routes with the receivers and, and tight ends beforehand. I mean, it, it was something where, um, you know, it, it just really relaxed you. Gotcha. Yeah, I kind of get all that nervous energy out, you know, like once yeah. you get to me, it was always kind of like once you get out there and once you're in the like you get the feel for it, you're like you're playing it. You, all that goes away. You know, you're yeah. kind of just in it. You know, you're not you're not worried about anything anymore. You're just playing. So that's that's really cool. And it builds up to a moment where where it it turns from like nervous to excited, you know. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome. Thanks for thanks for that, guys. Um, uh, I was actually one. I wanted to back up a little bit and ask about the. You said ECFA is the name of the of the league. Casey, is that right? Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what what are the other teams that you're playing? Um, like, and how far do they range up and down the East Coast? Or are we, are we talking like intrastate or, or? That's a good question, actually. I mean, uh, the the farthest team out was, uh, it was Florida, I believe. Um, and so, you know, we, there was a lot of teams around here. Uh, DMB Knights was our, actually our, our rival. Uh, there was the Hurricanes. I mean, there was a lot of teams. Uh, but the farthest that that I ever traveled with our team was actually Virginia Beach. Um, so and, and we would do that game every year or where we would travel out there. And, you know, we the, the whole team would uh, we get a hotel for the night, you know, next day, do our practice, all that kind of stuff, get into the game and 
um, yeah, so so Florida was was the farthest one, but we luckily we never had to do that. So, <laughs> did you guys hit the beach after your game? No, actually, uh, I, I think at that point everybody was like, you know what, it's time to go home. So after <laughs> after playing, you know, you you wake up early, you do your your uh, pregame warm ups, all that stuff, playing the game. Couple hours, you're just like, okay, I'm done. I'm tired. It's it's time to leave. So. That's a awesome. long drive back home, man. <laughs> yeah, especially if you lost. It was definitely it was definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. But um, um, so I had I had a question though regarding like um, what what's like what were what were your coaches like? I mean, were they were they players too, or like I mean, were they did they did they kind of do their own thing? Uh, I mean, how did what was your relationship like with your coaches? Oh, I mean, I could tell you the. The coaches were some of them were former players and actually our owner. Um, so so I the the two years that I played with this team, uh, the first and second year had different um, ownership and coaching staff. But the first year that I had played, uh, our owner was actually a former player for our team. And, um, you know, so we were all really close. I mean, his younger brother was the starting uh, left guard for our team. So. Uh, it was funny because I, I remember one game he, he he hated the DMV Knights because you know like I said they were our rivals. So I remember one game he surprised us and he came out in his pads and in jersey. He said I'm playing this game and he actually played in the game and it was great. Wow. I mean it was it was it was something that was really that's cool. Bananas. Yeah, yeah it, that's it, dope. for the owner to step off the bench and be like you know I'm coming in <laughs> or not even the bench <laughs> step out of retirement I guess for a game and he's like I'm coming in for this game I want in. Um, but it was cool. I mean, and of course, you know, Patrick and I were both really close with our uh, offensive coordinator, Todd Hilton. Um, you know, he still actually coaches football, but, um, you know, he, he, we were always really close with him. And, uh, you know, it was definitely uh, close with the coaches, I'd say. That's really cool. Um, I like the, 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 what is that? Isn't that, isn't that like Mighty Ducks where like one, the, one of the coaches gets in the game at some point? I can't remember, but or one of the owners. I don't remember. I don't remember. But whatever. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Emilio Estevez for, for an owner, I guess. Um, <laughs> so can we let's talk a little bit about um, uh, since we we're talking about ownership and everything. Um, what's the what's the structure of a, pro, a semi pro um, football team like? Uh, obviously, it's it's as you're just getting into, it's a little bit more porous between ownership and, and the players and stuff. Um, so hmm. talk to us about that. Like, what's what do you um, uh, how, how did you interact with the front office? What was their relationship with like like with you guys? Oh, I mean, it was great. I mean, it, it really came off. Uh, he, they were they were a lot closer with us because most of these guys were former players. So um, they always had their two cents on everything. I mean, any, any little thing that you do wrong, they, they, they'd always get on you for it. Uh, and it was a good thing. I mean, it, you know, that's something that helps you grow, uh, as a player. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely had close relationships with everybody. I mean, uh, just, just the fact that our owner was like, you know, let me step in this game. That is something that always spoke to me. I mean, that, that right there is one of those things where you could really see like this guy was really close to us and he loved our team so much where he was like, you know, we're going to, we're going to destroy our, our rivals. There's something really cool. Yeah. I'd love to see Dan, Dan Snyder take the football field for a play. Just one, <laughs> just one, oh just one God. play. Um, Please don't. <laughs> um, I'd like to see him do kickoff return. Well, I'll just say that, say it that way. 
Um, <laughs> does uh, so my question? Another question I wanted to ask about it is like uh, I know so it's semi-pro, and I know that like um, we were talking the other day. Uh, you were sort of describing that it's not quite a it's not the same type uh, type of relationship that an owner might have with uh, players in the NFL in that. Um, some you guys can either elect to be paid or not paid, um, and that has uh, an effect on um, your ability to play in college. Which, um, which you know, so kind of tell us, tell us sort of about that and how the semi pro league also sort of serves as a pipeline for the college ball. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, semi pro games are, are heavily scouted, um, which is really cool. I mean, it, it's it of course all depends on your age. I mean, you got guys that are, are coming out and they're eighteen. And some of the guys in the league are 40. I mean, it, it the age range really, you know, spans here. But uh, for me specifically, um, I'll tell you a little bit about my my uh, story and why I chose not to at the time. Um, I was attending Montgomery College, um, and they didn't have a football team. And um, so I had made a plan with myself to where, um, you know, I, I would I would play for semi-pro and elect not to get paid because if you get paid, you can't play for any NCAA schools. Um, it's funny because now you can, you can get all these, you see all these college players getting in their endorsements and stuff. And I wish that was like that when I played, you know, right. yeah, <laughs> too sure. dang long, man. <laughs> I mean, it, that would have been awesome if I could, but you know, a little bit too late now I'm 28. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it's cool. I mean, uh, so I, my, my plan was to play semi-pro for a year or two and then, um, you know, go take, be a walk on it preferably Maryland was, was my, uh, my place that I wanted to go. Um, and you know, if that didn't work out, I was, I was studying other things. I was studying astronomy actually at, at community college. So that was a, a different goal that I had, but, um, you know, eventually, um, I kind of Andrew lucked it, you know, it was, it was <laughs> where, uh, you know, a few things piled up here and there and, and you feel like you, you lost love for the game. Um, and, you know, very momentarily sort of thing. And, and now that I'm, I'm out of it, uh, you know, now it's because of COVID. Uh, I definitely have a, a huge desire to go back, a huge drive ready to go and play. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's kind of how it went when, when I was there. And um, when, when it comes to the, the uh, payment, they, if you decided to get paid, they would give you incentives based off of your stats, essentially. So, so if you scored a touchdown, uh, I think it was a couple hundred, um, you know, it, it was pretty cool. So uh, now if I go back um, or whenever I plan to go back, I will be getting paid. So <laughs> there you go. Get your money, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, get, get them dollars. That's get them sure. dollars. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, so tell us about uh, – so that we've sort of filled in filled in a little bit of the, the environment. Talk about – let's talk about the games a little bit. Like what were they like? Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what was your like was your adrenaline pumping are you one of those kind of cool operators uh when when it's time to go out there like tell, tell us about that oh man so uh you know it, it was something uh i remember my my first game that i went in um it was uh you know patrick was the starting quarterback and i was the backup at the time and and patrick got a concussion in the game and we were really i think we were on the um i mean we were on like the the 40 yard line, uh, our opponent's 40 yard line. And I remember them saying I had to go in the game and I, w I was nervous at first, but um, it's kind of, as we discussed earlier, Lauren, it's, it's where you're nervous at first. And then once you get in there and you start going, you, you get excited and, and you're like, okay, I'm, I can actually do this. Um, and it was cool because, um, you know, we, we drove the ball all the way down the field and, and I got a quarterback sneak. 
touchdown, which was nice. So Yo. hey. it was cool, man. And and just I think one of the most fun parts uh, that really got like my nerves away was um, pre uh, pre snap reads. It, it's where I was I was able to finally be like, um, okay, yeah, this this defense isn't right. You know, we're we're changing the play call. You know, at the line. That's where I I really uh, felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. So let's let's actually get into that a little bit. Like, can you tell us about like, because I know in co- college ball a lot of times defenses are they play a lot of man a lot of the time um, because you know keep things kind of simple and everything. How did the <laughs> how did the defensive and offensive schemes like compare in terms of like how complicated they were, um, and what kind of how did you how did you guys figure out audibles and all that kind of stuff? Uh, well, you know. So an easy audible was uh, just a hard count. Uh, that, that's the that's the first one. I mean, if we had a uh, a team that was very jumpy and, and and you know easy to read, where they're just going to jump off sides, we would just uh, say we say check check red, and that would mean we're going to go uh, snap count on two. And it's funny, it worked every time. <laughs> I, I love that was one of my favorite favorite ones. And uh, you know another one. Um, one thing that people don't understand that that is a very difficult thing is uh, it's calling out the mic. If you if calling out the mic is one of those things that is a uh, it's a very complicated term. I mean, it, you know, for for a whole team to understand that when you call out a mic, you're essentially saying like this is the middle of, of the field and you're telling your tight end where they need to go um, and you know what what run blocks that we need to do certain thing certain things like that. Um, but uh, you know, just, the, just for can you explain for some like uh, for someone who's who's got very basic knowledge of football, as if as if someone has basic knowledge of football, what mm-hmm. the Mike linebacker is, just just so they our listeners know what we're talking about. Yeah, so you got your uh, your Mike linebacker, who's essentially the uh, uh, when, when you say let's say you say fifty two is the mic, right? If Ray Lewis is, aside, is across from me. I say fifty two is the mic. That guy's the middle of the play, um, and then you got your uh, your Will and your Sam linebackers. Uh, which is your weak side linebacker for Will, and then strong side linebacker. And and if I'm calling out the mic, that's uh, you know adjusting the run to where this is our point of attack. This is where we all need to go to open up you know running lanes. Um, you know, and, and of course it always uh, it always depended you know, um, I guess whatever run play that you're doing. But you know, I always have massive respect for for quarterbacks uh, when I see see them calling out the mic because that is something that it, it's it's such a difficult thing to do, and it's just a uh, you know a really cool building block for a team that shows their their football IQ. You know, I always really like that. But um, you know, it's super important, especially for for those run plays because you got to know who the middle of of the field is and, and who we're going for. So awesome, yeah. And for for our listeners at home, actually, if you're watching it, um, if you're watching the game, it, we're recording on Monday night. If you're watching the game tonight, or you're watching on Thursday night, whenever you hear the podcast, if you, if you turn the sound up, you, a lot of times you can actually hear those quarterbacks uh, at, in the NFL level calling out the mic linebacker. You'll hear him say, "He's the mic. Fifty-two is the mic," and you can hear him. You can hear him doing it. So, like, that's just a detail you can you can take home with you. You know, the more you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> talk uh, talk to us about um, about the offense that you guys ran. Um, obviously, um, well, I, I don't know how important it is that you keep keep things secret, but like maybe you can talk to us about what your what your favorite offensive plays were, what your favorite passes were, that kind of stuff, um, and, and share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll tell you, uh, I'm an open book. I can talk about all of it. Uh, the uh, Maryland Outlaws actually do not uh, exist in the ECFA anymore. Um, so you know we're, we're open. Um, but I'll tell you a lot of the a lot of the the play style. We were very um, pass heavy offense, uh, which I really liked. I mean, 
I always felt that um, my specific play style, I thrived in a lot of play action stuff. So we had, I mean, that, that was most of our offense. I'll tell you, probably, you know, 75% of our offense is play action stuff. Um, so, you know, just being able to, um, you know, roll out of the pocket, it is very helpful for, you know, us quarterbacks who are six foot or under uh, to be able to see the field. So I, I'm six foot even and, and being able to roll out like that, I was able to see all my receivers and I absolutely love that. I mean, uh, and of course getting those extra blocks from our running backs always helps. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, Eric, you got something, you got a question? No, no, I was just, I was actually gonna, I was gonna say like, you would see the play action a lot when you're trying to create that space. Like you see it all the time in the, like Kyler Murray or like Lamar Jackson, um, just trying to create that space. But yeah, I can imagine it's a lot of fun to have the ball in your hands, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, being the quarterback, you want to be that guy that's got the ball in your hand every play. I mean, I always wanted to touch the ball. I always wanted to, to make an impact. And so, uh, you know, that's why I, I heavily respect guys like Kyler Murray who can move around in a pocket like that. And, and, and you know, it, it's great to see. Um, so just, I don't know how just, much how oh, much ahead, time sorry. we have left with them, but no, because no, I, I, you know, hearing hearing about his knowledge and everything about the game and whatnot, it's interesting from not just from like a learner's perspective, but even someone who like casually watches a game. Now take that a step further. When you watch an NFL game day on like Sunday, how much how much of it do you like? You you've seen the Tony Romo and you see like Mark Sanchez do it a little bit in commentating. How often do you see yourself going like, oh, I know what's about to happen? Or like you pick up little things. You're like, oh, that's really interesting that they did that right there or something like that. Uh, you know, it's funny that you say that. It happens every play. I mean, I will I will sit here with a group of friends and they'll be like, okay, Casey, shut up because I'm calling the games. <laughs> it's, 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 and, and you can it, – it's funny. It's like – if you see, um, I, gosh, I can't remember. AJ, we were talking about this the other day. You see, the uh, last year it was the Cardinals game, and, and it was like third and seven, and there was so much cushion on, on DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, why is there so much cushion on DeAndre Hopkins right now? He can just run a uh, you know corner. And and they did that, and, and he converted. And I was like, and then it's funny because then the commentator said that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go commentate these games. What am I doing? <laughs> um, and and – uh, the, the biggest one, though, I think is you can always tell by a quarterback's posture if they are going to run the ball or if they're going to do a play like the Philly special. I mean, if you see you look at Justin Herbert yesterday because he he um, he had a quarterback sneak. You, you just see his posture where it's so leaned forward. You can just always tell, at least for me. Um, and then when you see the Philly special like Nick Foles and I, I remember seeing this. Um, when, when the Browns did it, I think it was the next year the Browns did it, and Baker Mayfield went all the way over, uh, you know, to the right side of the line. I'm like, yeah, that's they're running the Philly special, and they did. I mean, it, it's always, uh, you know, that that's why I always cherished my time as a quarterback because it's really opened my eyes to these things, and I'm like, oh, I know what they're about to do right now. It, it was really cool. That's, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I bet your friends hate going to the bar with you to watch. The game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Come on, man. Yeah, but they know. I mean, it, it, you know, my friends know that we're big football guys. My brother and I, and and 
you know, mainly fans of the Washington football team, but just football fans in general. You know what I mean? I can always I can always appreciate my Tony Romo's or, you know, guys like that. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah you, you, they know what they're getting into. So uh, so we're coming up to eight o'clock now. Um, I do have two other things that I want to address for sure. Um, yeah. And um, so one of the things that I, um, we were talking the other day and you were t- uh, I was asking about, um, you know, injuries and like how it how it actually physically takes a toll on your body. That's I know it's an important topic for me because I'm constantly uh, bringing up how how much these these players are sacrificing when they're going out there every Sunday, because I think that's a side of of the game that we don't necessarily see um, all the time. Um, so can you talk talk to talk us a, a little bit about, um, you know, how it like the physical toll it takes on your body to, to play in a, even a semi pro game? Yeah, this, that's another great question. I actually have two separate stories about this. So, uh, you know, being a, a a very heavy play action offense, you got your defensive ends that will crash a lot. So, so uh, we used to have this play where it was, uh, you know, I call hike, I turn over, fake it to my fullback, then uh, with my right hand, fake it to my my running back with my left hand, then roll out, and uh, you know, you'd have our our fullback run out on a little banana sort of. And, you know, you just dump off pass. Um, and I remember this specific play. I, I dumped it off to my fullback for like 30 yards, which is great. But I had both the defensive ends. One came up top like that, and the other one came below, and they just cut me in half. And it was – I remember biting Whoa. my tongue on the play uh, because I, I usually chew gum during games. So I remember biting my tongue on the play, and I was – it was super painful. But I remember just getting up, and I was like, you know what? Uh at the time, Patrick and I were the only two quarterbacks on the team. So I was like, you know what? Patrick had a concussion. I got to get up. I got to do this. And, uh, you know, frankly, being in that game, uh, it's you're excited. So it's like, okay, I'm getting my chance. Like, this is great. You know, you want to hold on to it. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just kind of tough it through those injuries. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it will get you. Um, and so for the second story, uh, this one's a funny one, actually. It was a preseason game, my second season. My second season, I became the starter because Patrick, you know, essentially retired from uh, semi-pro. And and we were playing this game um, in Virginia. And it was – so we were supposed to run uh, – we were uh, empty backfield. Um, and I, I just remember, for some reason, I, I took the ball, uh, decided to run it upfield and, and this defensive back and I were, were going at each other. And right when we collided um, and he, you know, he took me to the ground, someone stepped on my hand and I, you know, I let go of the ball. And so everybody thought it was a fumble because obviously, you know, someone stepped on my hand and, and, you know, the ball's loose. And, you know, I just remember being in this, this dog pile. And, and so here's the funny oh, part. I was in this dog oh. pile with, with both, all of, all of the, both teams just on, on top of me. And if this is the dog pile, my head was the only thing sticking out of this dog pile. And I just remember this defensive back, he walked up to me really slowly and he just kind of looked over, over me. And while everybody's in this scrum above me, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> and he was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, can you get your, your friends off of me? And he's like, yeah, I got you. So it was, it was just, just a funny interaction there, but uh, you know, just those injuries. I, I, I think I had sat out for, um, so that was actually our last preseason game, and I sat out for the the first game of the season, um, at least at quarterback. Um, and another thing, actually, I was the the starting punter for our team too. So when it came to punting, uh, that was something that uh, you know I could do. But throwing was obviously, you know, someone stepped in your hand. Um, it, it doesn't seem 
you know, when it pertains to the NFL, some of these injuries don't seem like they're they're that big, but you know, they are. So, um, you know, just just a couple injuries there that you, you generally you fight through it. So. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for for bringing in that detail. Um, I did have one other thing that I wanted to ask, uh, but I think I think you actually may have covered it. Uh, so 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 I, I guess we'll leave we'll leave with this. I, there, I have a bunch of questions about uh, watching the football team. I wanted to ask you, but we can save that for another time. You can come on the pod yeah. and chop it up yeah. with us if you don't mind coming back. I'd love to. Um, but the uh, so so the the thing I did want to ask is just if there's anything that you want um, you know our audience to to know about playing semi pro ball about your experience. If there's anything you uh, any lessons you've taken away from it that you just want to share with the share with the world. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, I would definitely recommend if, if you want to do it or, or if you're thinking about it, do it. It is a lot of fun. You will come up with a lot of funny stories, a lot of uh, great times. I mean, uh, I, I think just just with with the owner, you know, coming out and, and like, you know what I'm playing. That is just one of the funniest things I, I could have heard in, in, in sports. It's something that's so unbelievable. Um, but, you know, uh it, it, it just comes out with a lot of good memories. Actually, one thing that, uh, AJ, I didn't get to tell you about earlier this week. We did uh, – I'm sure you guys know about uh, the Play 60 where teams will go and, and do certain things. We actually did a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, one oh, really one cool. thing that I absolutely love before, doing – Casey, before you get into it, can you tell can you tell our audience what that is, what Play 60 is? Yeah, absolutely. So so the Play 60 is essentially where uh, NFL teams will go and, and – you know, I, I guess basically do volunteer stuff for, for kids and, and, you know, get them up to, to play for an hour. Um, and so, so we actually would do that. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a, um, like a little league or peewee league uh, football practices where they would have, you know, essentially 10 teams out on the field, not practicing together, but having their own section on the field. And so we would actually go to these with our entire team and uh, you know we'd coach the kids. It was great. We'd coach them. We'd be we'd be wearing our jerseys and everything. Um, and, and you know that was that was something that I always loved doing. I mean, just just little stuff like that. And um, you know another thing we, we would do. Um, th- this one was a fun memory for me. Uh, our entire team catered um, for uh, you know an elderly home, which is really cool. I mean, we were we you know. You get to wear your jerseys, to all this stuff. You get to talk about, you know, your game experiences with these people. I mean, it's just just a really humbling experience. Um, so That's I think, awesome, I man. think, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I think just those little things and and just the experience playing. I mean, uh, and yeah, just the funny stories. I mean, I absolutely loved it, and you know, I look forward to going back and doing that for sure. But actually, you know what? Um, here's another funny story for you. Um, so my second season, uh, this was our first meetup after after our off season, and so uh, I remember we had all uh, met up at this at this park to uh, sign our contracts because you you know you have to go through uh, contract signing and all that, uh, and so obviously because it's before the season, we had uh, you know a lot of new players. Nobody had had an actual jersey number except for you know some returning players. And so I remember one of the other team captains uh, who was uh, our starting nose guard, um, Danny Fox was his name. He he had all the jerseys with him. And so because so being at these these events. So so after we all signed our contract, we went and traveled to, you know, the uh, the Little League field where all the kids were there. And, and, you know, so he had all the jerseys and and he had to pass out jerseys to people so that we can wear them. We could look professional while we're doing this kind of stuff. And um 
And it was really funny because once the number six jersey came up, which was my jersey, uh, someone tried to grab it and he yelled, no, he's like, that's our quarterback's jersey. And then he's like, where's our quarterback? And then everybody looked at me and then he's like, here you go. And like the nicest tone. I mean, it was super funny. Uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, just, just, just being a quarterback for a football team, they treat you like you're a King. It, 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 it's just really funny. Um, so I mean, lots of good stories I, I can tell you from it. I mean, I, I just really enjoyed football. Uh, you know, semi-pro football. I, I would highly recommend if you guys are, if anybody out there, any listeners are thinking about doing it or even going to a game, do it. I mean, it, it is awesome. So, um, yeah. And, and if I could, uh, I'd love to share, share my favorite play that I, I did it. In, in yeah, yeah. Go for so, it. So, uh, AJ, you and I were, were discussing this the other day. Um, so this was actually our last game of the season and we were losing 18 to 10 to the DMV Knights, which was our rival. And so, um, you know, I was, I was playing the game because, again, Patrick, uh, our starting quarterback at the time, had a concussion earlier in the season. So, you know, I was playing. And, um, and so I remember it was two seconds left on the clock, and we were running uh, shotgun. We had uh, twins on both sides. So that means two receivers on both sides for you, uh, the listeners who don't know that. Um, and, you know, I had a running back next to me. So uh, our, our very outside guys were running deep posts. And our inside guys were running deep uh, corners. And so, you know, we were on our own 35-yard line. We had 65 yards to get down the field. And, uh, you know, I remember I remember calling Hike and I dropped back. And, and when you are on a football field, during the plays, people will talk to you and you can hear everything that goes on. I mean, <laughs> it, it is something. It, I mean, anytime you guys watch an NFL game, I mean, you, you sometimes you can hear you can hear the, the players say stuff. Um, but being on the field, it, it's it's different. So um, I remember, you know, calling Hike, I dropped back and I heard the buzzer go off. And, you know, the our offensive line just just parted. And, and I shouldn't have done this, but I did this. I, I decided to run the ball. Um, you know, it was 65 yards. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to run this. So uh, I ran up the field about uh 20 yards and i remember the safety came flying down and he was like i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you and when we collided i laid this guy out it was the funniest (laughs) thing i I laid this guy out and um so i I started running up field to uh kind of the right side actually i have a picture of this if, if we can see it uh my my receiver right here yeah <laughs> uh, i started running running behind him and and he was blocking a corner and so he and another uh defensive back came you know next to me and i stiff armed one into the other and they fell down and so i'm like i'm really gonna do this and i ran all the way up to, to, to the three yard line and i got tackled and we lost the game so it, it was oh, my favorite man. play but it was it was a heartbreaker. I'll tell you for for our last like that was essentially like our last play of the season. And and I remember standing up after that and and uh, I shouldn't have done this, but I was young. I took off my helmet and I threw it on the ground and I yelled "fuck." And and <laughs> I I just remember the defensive backs getting together and they're like the quarterback, the quarterback just did that to us. Really, the quarterback. And and I just I remember after. After I picked up my helmet, I was like grinning to myself because I was like, "Yeah, I just did that. That was that was cool." <laughs> so um, it's funny though because even if I had scored, uh, we still would have had to get a two point conversion. But uh, you know, that was that was definitely my favorite play, but also my least favorite play because 
we lost. So you know, it, it You're in a heartbreak like, city, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was a uh, you know it, it was it was something. But you know, if I could tell the viewers one thing, if you guys go to a, a semi-pro game, I promise you, you're going to see something. Uh, you're going to see some stuff there. It, it's it's really fun <laughs> if you think about playing. Do it. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first on Go Deep Pod. Uh, Casey Theologus, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hopefully Casey, we, man. We can have you back and, uh, you know, we can chop it up about, about the Washington football team and such uh, at a later time. Uh, but once again, thanks, uh, Casey Theologus, former uh, former quarterback for the Maryland Outlaws. If you're going to sign him, which you should, obviously, so he's, he's over here running, running down D-backs, uh, make sure you pay my man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I look forward to it. I mean, I, I'd love to, and, and I'd love to give you guys my perspective on on watching a game, and uh, you know, we'll see where we'll go from there. So, right on, man. Thanks for hopping on. Man. Thanks, yeah. Casey. Look forward to the next one. Appreciate it. Yeah. Talk to you later. Man, that's great. Some good stuff right there. Chopping up with with the local semi pro quarterback. Yeah, getting getting that getting that insight to the team. That's a funny. That's a funny story, though. Bro, he does oh, that. Man. It's like a it's like a Disney movie ending almost, right? Like he's making all the right moves. He's he's running people over, stiff arming. Like it's all going the right way. Then he gets tackled at the three, and it's just short. It's bittersweet. Heartbreak, dude. Oh, oh I would be sick. Yeah, I know for sure. I'd be sick if I was one of those DBs that got run over, bro. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't know what so, I would do. What? Getting stiff arm by the Q, I'd be like, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, then, yeah, stiff arm by the stiff arm by the Q, not even stiff arm by the Q, stiff arm into your own te- other teammate oh, and then like throw to the ground as they as he runs by you. Like then, then just be- and just before that your safety just got destroyed. Like whatever <laughs> right. for pre-safety or whoever just tried to come down and lay a hit lick, he just ran him over. But so. think about that for a second. Like so you're you're a quarterback streaking at the quarterback, you see the quarterback truck stick your safety. <laughs> what in your right mind makes you go, nah, I got this one? <laughs> <laughs> what the right mind thinks to go high. I think if I saw someone get run over, I'm just like, Well, I'm diving at their thighs. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm just not I'm not gonna be like, Oh, I can truck him after the, after that. Making a exactly. Executive decision. <laughs> yeah, man. But um yeah, after that, I think let's circle back, right? Um, so you got some great insight from from Casey there. Now it's time for our own insight um, on what we what we learned so far, week three. So, at the time of the recording of this particular episode, uh, I think the Eagles are still playing the Cowboys tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think we all can agree that we think the Cowboys are going to pull out the dub. Yeah, unless I'm yeah. mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, um, them, have them winning. But well, let's. The rest of the games happened already. Sunday night had a great game. Had some had some entertaining games early in the day. Let's talk about two not entertaining games for us at least. And we'll start <laughs> off with the I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and start off with the Jets versus Broncos. Um we suck. Tell us how you really feel. Don't yeah, hold back. Yeah. Just don't I'm... hold back. Tell us how you really feel about your team, Eric. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, buddy. We've, we've all been here. Yep. Yeah. Part of me is like, do I do I just accept the lo- the season as a wash? And it's like I can't do that because it's only week three, and we got a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive coordinator. It's just a mess. But it wasn't a good game. We got stomped. The one caveat: our defense is still playing really good, considering how yep. young we are. And 
the Broncos have beat, I mean, check out their schedule the first three weeks. It's phenomenal. They beat the the Giants, they've beat us, and then they beat one other team who's winless. Mm. Um, I can't remember who the third one was because they're they not the important. Jaguars. They beat the Jaguars. That's who it was. Yeah, they beat the Giants, the Jaguars, and then the Jets. So they've had some uh, cupcakes to start their season. So they go up against the Ravens next. Which will be good. So <laughs> that's Ravens. all I got to say about the Jets. It was brutal. We did not play well. Um, <laughs> what I mean, I know for you guys on the other side, Washington Ooh, versus Lord Buffalo. Mercy. I thought I thought y'all looked competitive heading into the half, man. Heading into the half, we did look competitive. I mean, we had – I mean, here, here's the thing, right? Uh, you know, Taylor, Heike, Taylor Heineke uh, has has uh, this was his first start where a, a team had a full week to prepare for, like, prepare against him. Um, he looked and he he looked spotty. I mean, uh, he made a couple of bad decisions to uh, you know to make um, questionable throws across his body, usually um, either at the sideline after a scramble or like across the middle of the field. Um, at, you know, trying to extend a play, trying to make a play, which you want to see, um, but you just got to see. Um, a little bit more um, uh, wiser targets. Um, I, I think on top of that, uh, you had an early fumble, which which you know you can't have. So we've got three. We had we ended the game with three or four turnovers. You're not going to beat the Bills with like like that. That's just not going to happen. Um, uh, I I liked some of the things that I saw. They they made the team seem to make a um, a more concerted effort to get Terry McLaurin involved in the game. Um, obviously, that Antonio Gibson touchdown uh, catch and scramble was uh, was you know was extremely encouraging. Um, but again, you know, four turnovers, you're not going to beat the Bills like that. So I, the outcome uh, after having watched the game uh, obviously was uh, was not a surprise. And it was it was definitely a painful a painful thing to watch. Uh, the defense, uh, you know, kind of got hung out to dry. I mean, people have been people have been saying, oh, the, the defense is overrated, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, for Washington football team thus far this season, the defense has uh, – or the, the offense has been hanging the defense out to dry. Um you know, last last week we had Antonio Gibson, or the first week we had Antonio Gibson uh, give the ball away at the four yard line. Um, you know, I I don't exp- I don't see how you expect to beat the Chargers given them given Justin Herbert the ball at the four. Um, you know, uh, I I so um, uh, so yeah. One thing I will say is I think that uh, thus far this season Jack Del Rio has been out coached um, at the defensive coordinator for Washington. He he zigs when he should zag. He's dropping back in soft zones when he needs to be. Uh, probably, probably in man coverage, or at least uh, just two high safeties, and and the rest, the rest in man. Um, and so, uh, so that's that that has not put the defense at an advantage. Um, and then, as for our much maligned defensive line, I, I think everyone's expecting them to get sacks constantly. I mean, Chase Young doesn't have a sack yet, which is which is surprising, but um, but he does get pressures. It's not like he's not he's not contributing out there. Um, so so all in all, obviously a thirty five what whatever it was thirty five twenty one result. It's not what you want to see. Uh, or 42-21 result, or whatever it was. Um, not what you want to see, but uh, I'm not panicking yet. We're in week three. Um, I think we're, we can still win some football games, including – and I definitely think we can beat Atlanta next week. So, Lauren, your thoughts? Yeah, so – yeah, so um, – yeah, I kind of agree. Look, uh, the defense is the, – the defense to me is I – I don't, I don't know if we can talk about, for me anyway, elite anymore, but I think that we're like Durant last in a lot of categories, which some of them it's, it is, isn't on them, like AJ said – like for instance, we fumbled the ball. Like the first, the the whole first, the whole first quarter, our defense was out there like ninety percent of the time. I feel I felt like, um, you know, we fumbled the ball on our um, second our second drive. Buffalo goes scores and touchdown. 
Very next offensive offensive drive, three plays in, interception. Buffalo goes scores a touchdown. Then uh, neither they are they, and then they open the game. So the, that's fourteen points right there. But they open the game in an eight play, seventy five yard, four minute four minute drive to score. So they're up twenty one zero, and it looks like this is going to be horrible. Um, then we get those two quick scores, those those random that random kickoff. That, oh, I, I don't want to. Yeah, was I was wild. I was going to say I don't want to interrupt you, but we should talk about that because that was really cool. I don't know if you saw this, Eric, but um, but Dustin Hopkins. So I think so I think it was planned, but Lauren doesn't necessarily agree with me. He thinks it might have just been a, because of the wind. Uh, but the they recovery. Yeah, they did a kick recovery by uh, booting the ball like sixty or seventy yards down the field, having it land at like the twenty. Uh, and it bounced, back. it bounced and it bounced backwards uh, and the kicker ran all the way down and recovered it off the bounce. It was crazy. Uh, so, so yeah, anyway, so really we cool got, play. we got that. We had like a breath of like a breath of life. And then after that, um, uh, like it looked like we were going to be competitive and then the, the bills get the ball back. And then it's like, after that, every time the bills touched the ball, they scored. Then it was, a they got a field goal, another field goal, a touchdown, a field goal. We made them punt, then a touchdown again, you know, like you, they just, we just couldn't, you know, and Taylor threw another interception. They got a field goal off that, you know, and the second in the in the third quarter, I think. And so, you know, it, you just can't. That, so what we're doing is, you know, and the, these interceptions, we're giving the we're letting Buffalo set up at what the uh, like the, the 40 yard line or the 30 yard line. Like Josh field. Allen has proven that he can play in this league and that offense is lethal. Um, so and so, you know, you just you just hang them out the dry. They look bad. Look, I had us at one and three or one and two. I mean, at this point in the season, anyway, I had us before when I saw pick the wins losses. I have us beating the Falcons next week. Um, I just think that uh, the defense, to me, the only the only only way they can go is from up up here from here, right? Like they're already at the bottom ranked last and everything. The only thing they can do is go up. But the issue is our our schedule doesn't get any easier. We play Patrick Mahomes. We play Tom Brady. We play. Um, you know, we play uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, like those quarterbacks are going to get those are some of the best in the league right now. So I've, if not the top top in the league. So, you know, we've got to have to we have to figure things out. I think AJ's hit the nail on the head where Jack Del Rio's getting out coached. I saw a play today. It was interesting. I don't know what our linebackers are doing sometimes. I saw a play today where they needed there was a third and three. And Manuel Sanders ran a slant up the field for about five yards. And um, Cole Holcomb sitting at like the five yard line. And then once the play, once once Emmanuel Sanders starts his route and breaks, he drifts back upfield like another 10 or 15 yards. He Sanders is wide open, hits him, you know, easy first down. The first play, of the, the first there, Buffalo's first drive of the game, we had them back up to third and 15. You know, I'm ready for Chase Young or Sweat or someone to just get to him, dial up pressure, bring a blitz. He's got to right. hold the ball. Boom. Gets 20. They get 20 yards. You can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't just give those up. So you know, the only way we can go is up from here is my opinion. I think we're going to start – I think next week we're going to start dialing up some comp, different looks and more blitzes. I think we're going to see a lot more people running to the quarterback, uh, just a lot more than four four guys, four to five guys rushing every time now. I think they're going to have to change that up. Yeah. Um, it looks like we run this interesting uh, defense too. We only have one linebacker. So, like, we have, like, a couple down linemen and then DBs and one linebacker. So, you know. I think it's like a – It's just it's, it's it's just like a different. Nickel, I think it's like a nickel package it's except like a, without the like second a, linebacker basically. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like an I, amoeba defense. I thought at the, I heard Tennessee some roll out something like that to try to beat Lamar his first year in the playoff. Lamar's first year in the playoffs, where they have more speed on the outside, so they force. But they're just picking us apart, and these quarterbacks are good enough to know like um, they're getting there. They're, they're hitting their third step, boom, hitting the first outlet or hitting their or, or uh, the first read or their outlet pass, and then they're just getting yards. And our guys are playing ten or you know if you drop if they only need three and you drop ten yards deep. Guarantee you, they could probably get those three yards. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, I'll say too on that play with Cole Holcomb, like because I, I saw the same. I know exactly which play you're talking about. 
either that's either that's Jack Del Real calling Tampa to, uh, calling a Tampa two defense where you know the middle linebackers drop, dropping back to try and fill in the hole where the you know where the where the two safeties uh, split up when they drop back mm-hmm. into their zones or uh, Cole Holcomb is just. I, he just makes the wrong play. He makes the wrong play. He makes yeah. the wrong read. One of the two things happened in that play, and it was just, it was like busted. It's like, how do you not see the Emmanuel yeah. Sanders streaking right in front of you? And what's the point of dropping 10 yards deep on a play where you don't have, it's it's a three yard, to, it's three yards to game. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like situational football. He's got to know there. Exactly. So I, I, after watching the, um the all or nothing with Ron Rivera a few years ago, I remember their Carolina defense was getting torched pretty bad too. So I, 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 I bet you this, he's, he, and you know how him, he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive mindset. He, you know, played for the 85 bears and stuff as a linebacker. So like he, he, uh, he, I guarantee you when, when, when their defense was getting torched in Carolina, he started sitting in on every meeting. I guarantee you he's going to do the same thing here. He's going yeah. to go to the DBs meeting, sit in on that. He's going to go to the D-line meeting, sit in with them. Like he's going to be in every meeting hearing what the coaches are saying to his players and, and hearing how they're getting coached. And, you know, he's going to try to make sure this thing gets right because that's just – that's what he does. He, he's going to he's, – he's probably just – he doesn't show it because he's very stoic, I feel like, at times. But, like, I guarantee you underneath underneath the, the calm demeanor and what he tells the media, he has livid his defense yeah, he must in the be last place. Mm-hmm. No, he's got to like, be. He's got to be. Did y'all see? Did y'all see the Chase Young interview after the after the game when they asked him about Jack Del Rio? No, he what did he like, say exactly? He was like, "Oh, when we get back in the building, there won't be no bullshit." Oh, yeah, if yeah, see yeah. Somebody yeah. bullshit, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, if yeah, he, he said if you see somebody bullshitting, I'm gonna let him know. Like, there's no more bullshitting anymore. And yeah. to me, I heard that, and I was like, "So we were bullshitting before, huh, guys?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that what that means? Of, how much of how much is that is like you know like under not underhanded but just like calling out other teammates possibly where he's like nah y'all been too chill about everything like let's get to it yeah. it's like it's like uh q like quinn and williams for the jets today he came out and basically like laid into our offensive line because we had one dude after the game say like oh zach wilson he's in the nfl he has to learn how to get the ball out when he's only getting like 1.7 seconds to release the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin Williams came out and did the same thing Chase Young did, where he was like, like, we can't be having this talk. People can't come out here and start bitching and moaning. Like, that's we can't be having that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, how much of it is really on the coach or how much of it is even on other players just like taking shit too lightly? So I, I, think, I think with the Jets too, I mean, I think Zach Wilson didn't get any help. Like, my, my yeah, bro, he had yeah. se- seven drops on the day. Yeah, seven yeah. drops. Seven yeah. drops. And, and, you, and I like what he said. I like what he said at the podium. He said, "I could make those balls better." Yeah, right? and now he took it all he's, on him. He's a leader, man. Yeah, don't deserve him. He didn't. He didn't put his players out to dry. They were like, "Hey, your receivers are sucking out here. What do you have to say to that?" And he he could have taken the bait, but he just said, yeah. "Look, I can play better." Exactly what, which is what I love it when they when they respect. take accountability like that, and that'll get get him. If he doesn't already have some some respect in the locker room, that'll get him a lot more. It's like Heineke too. Heineke's the same way. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. straight up be like, "I played like poop." Yeah, like I think yeah. he did that like last week or something like that. He was like, mm-hmm. "I need to play better," and I was like, "Damn!" Not every quarterback yeah. will say that. Some guys won't even talk at the podium. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But now talking about like talking at the podium, right? Would you be able to talk at the podium if you were the Lions, bro? Can you imagine? <laughs> that oh. game was bananas. Oh, and we, we spoke about it very briefly, and you guys you guys talked about, especially Lauren talked about the grit. I mean, Lauren, what did what do you think about the Lions? I mean, Ravens is the home team. That's why I want to talk about it, but the Lions, man. 
Yeah, the, the 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 Lions are a gritty team. You know, even when they were getting blown out by the 49ers and then they get like recovery, like onside kicks and they make it like a, the, when you look at the score, you know, you wouldn't have known the 49ers were blowing them out. You thought it was a shootout. I can't remember this. I can't remember off the top of my head the second team they played, but they also played them tough as well. And then the Ravens, they played tough for sure. They played the uh, they played the Packers in the first half of the Packers game. It looked like they had a game. You know, the Lions were Lions were taking it to them a little bit. And then Aaron Rodgers just did what Aaron Rodgers does. Um, and then you know the Ravens game. It get, they had to kick. The Ravens had to. Lamar Jackson had to make a ridiculous conversion on a fourth and twenty. Yeah, that was insane. Just to get oh, them in range. <laughs> then they had to kick a NFL record-setting field goal just to beat them. You know what I mean? Like they had to break. They had to break. So like this team, this team's scrappy. Like you, if you, in my opinion, they, they might be zero and three. But I feel like if we, if you rolled in there and thought you could just, you could just beat them, like that's not going to happen. They're not going away quietly. And um, if uh, if that head coach out there figured out Jared Goff, a lot of uh, you know what I mean, make Jared Goff look. He's making Jared Goff look halfway decent out there, so they're doing something right. Boy, is he? Yeah, I gotta say uh, the Lions are not an easy out. Uh, I think everyone, in, I think everyone was expecting a blowout in that game. Um, and, uh, sure. and they, what they would do is go out there and give us a contest. Uh, and anytime you can do that with you know with Lamar Jackson on the other side of the ball, uh, that is an accomplishment. I mean, it's you know obviously you get the loss that that sucks, uh, but it's week three and you know. Uh, maybe you're not having the best season of all time uh, thus far, but you got 14 games to make up for it. So um, hopefully, yeah. uh, if you're if you if you're a Detroiter, if you're a, a Lions fan, um, you know don't feel too down about yourself. You got a good football team. Uh, definitely has been exceeding expectations thus far, um, even if it hadn't gotten the results just yet. Yeah. How do you guys? I mean, Lamar Jackson. He's the first two games. I'll say like his passing or anything looked a little shoddy. This week, man. I mean, he just he had three touchdown drops. Yeah, yeah. Marquise Brown dropped three touchdowns. Yeah, he bro. did, didn't he? Yeah. He's. Oof. It's like I mean, at some point, I mean, look, we know a lot about football. We we do like, us collectively. Uh, you know, uh, there's a whole there's all sorts of like factors here, there, X, Y, Z. You know, this on this play, blah, blah, blah. But at, at the end of the day, if you're a wide receiver, bro, you got you kind of got one job, my dude. <laughs> When, when my, 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 favorite, my favorite line is, and AJ knows it because we watch football all day together on Sundays. When they see when I see drops like Marquise Brown had one, I go, you get paid a lot of money to catch that football. Like you get paid a lot of money to make those catches to catch a ball. Like yep. a lot of money. Like that's a catch you should have. Don't get me wrong. There's somewhere like, they, you know, it's like nearly impossible for them to come down with it. But then there's that one where it just is right in the breadbasket. He just dropped it. And it's just like. This ain't social sports. This isn't like you get paid a lot of money to be out there making the. It's like I could go out there and drop a ball, and make this your salary. Like I couldn't take a hit. I'd be in the. I'd, I'd get. I'd be dead. But if someone someone hit me, but uh, I could go out there and drop passes and make your make take take your paycheck. That's you'd for be sure. cashing that check in the ICU. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Get my medical bills paid. That's right. Yo, someone who's not who's someone whose wide receivers are not dropping balls. I want to talk about this because I literally just saw this uh, graphic for it. The Raiders have mm. Hunter Renfro, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, mm. and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brian Edwards. All technically, if they were to maintain the uh, the catch like the the catch, catch yards that they have right now, they would all cross a thousand yards receiving. Wow. In in Las Vegas, bro. Wow, wow. That's I always, absurd. I, 
I always knew Derek could throw it. I've always liked Derek ever since he came in the league and he had that MVP type, he had that MVP type season. Then he broke his, his leg. I think he broke his shin bone or something anyway. Uh, yeah, I've always liked him. I thought he could sling it, but then they finally got some pieces around him, you know, and, and they, what a, what a diamond in the rough for Darren Waller, you know, to get him. Cause he, yeah. he struggled with substance abuse for so long. And then, you know, now he's clean and sober and he's Put having together, the greatest. Man. Yeah. He's putting it all together. And, you know, like you said, that Hunter Renfro was a sneaky good pick. You know, he was the, he was that Wes Welker type player than college. You know, I love watching him at Clemson with him yeah. and uh, Deshaun. And so, you know, I knew I knew he would be, you know, people knew Hunter could probably play in the, or could play a little bit in the NFL. But I don't know if they knew, like, you know, he, he had targeted six times, caught five of them for 77 yards in a tutty. You know what I mean? Like they and they, they the, yeah, you know, like he he's he's showing out. He was small and he put on some muscle and he can he can play. He's hanging. And look at my man Peyton Barber, two-yard barber with 111 yards yeah, rushing. Yeah, Peyton, two yards. <laughs> Peyton, two yards out here out, showing bro. up, showing <laughs> up, man. You, if, hopefully someone picked him up in fantasy this week because he's, he's, he rolled out there and balled. So. My man heard, getting the bread. You heard it here first. Get on the waiver wire. Pick up Peyton Barber if you got some space because it could, it, could, it could really help you out, uh, particularly because he's sneaky good for because they'll put him in those short yard situations at the goal line. And he'll he'll get that he'll get you that touchdown. He's good for that. He'll get you that two yard line. He'll get it for you. He's guaranteed with that. (laughs) It's crazy. Guaranteed. I won't lie. I mean, I I've I've been a huge sleeper on Derek Carr. Um, I I I I, um. What's the word? What's the phrase? I'm I I gave up on him after that after that season. He got hurt. I was like, ah, he's done. He's washed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, dude. Either Gruden knows what he's doing, or cars. <laughs> cars just buying into it. I don't know what it is in the water. I was gonna say. Vegas, I was but... gonna say maybe John knows how to actually coach. So you know, the maybe first couple of years we were we were all like, "Wow, John, what are you doing?" And now he's like, "My team." You know what I mean? He's like, "I got my players." <laughs> now they're and now they're winning games. I mean, the, the thing about John is like he's he's. It's hard to know how credible he is. Is like I mean, obviously he know. I mean, he knows football more than more than most people, but like. It's hard to know how credible he is in the league, just because you know he when he won he won that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, basically just running Tony Dungy's old system. And I was going to say, yeah, he, with his Tony Dungy took that team to like the Super Bowl the, the year before the a- NFC Championship game. He just came in and won it. Exactly, exactly. And then and then uh, you know obviously he was out of, he was out of coaching for a while. And then he comes back and you hear all sorts of crazy stories about the stuff he's doing. Um, but I guess <laughs> that big personality he has uh, is uh, you know is perfectly uh, capable of, of organizing a football team because from what we've seen I so far, so. Uh, they are they are rocking and rolling out there in uh, out there in Las Vegas. Where they're not rocking and rolling right now is in Pittsburgh, man. We, we talked about this a little bit last week, right? Because we were talking about are we worried about Ben Roethlisberger or what? And yes. Both yes. of y'all, both of y'all, yeah, both of you said it, right? You're like the injuries. Ooh. Better, I mean, see, better, see, better see Dwayne Haskins out there, bro. bro better so, see Dwayne or, or old Mason. Mm-hmm. Oh, good old Mason Rudolph. Let's. I hope not, man. <laughs> AJ, AJ, I know you like Mike Tomlin. Do you do you do you think they shut down Roethlisberger? And if they do, who who do you think they would start, Rudolph or Haskins at this point? I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard question. That's a hard question. I think, if right. I recall correctly from preseason, I think it doesn't Haskins get the second team, or does does that go to Rudolph still? I don't remember. Uh, Rudolph is the second string as of right now. Yeah, as Rudolph of right now. Second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I think if Rudolph's second string, I I think it, you know if if Pittsburgh decides to set uh to set Roethlisberger to the side, I think you got it. You got to go with Rudolph if you're 
um, if you're Tomlin. I mean, he, he knows the system way better than Haskins does, and, and obviously Haskins' yeah. track record thus far is not is not optimal. Um, so, right. so I yeah, I would expect them to go with um, I would expect them to go with Rudolph. I think um, I, I like again. Don't count out. Don't don't kind of count out Mike. Don't bet against Mike Tomlin. Okay, I'm I'm saying. I know, I don't know. I don't know which. I can't tell you which games he's going to win, but he's going to win some games. Because uh, if there's one thing that man knows how to do, it's that. So, their coach gonna, well. He's going to get you eight yeah. and eight at least. So, Lauren, what do you think? I is uh. I don't see. I need to double check if TJ Watt's still out. But I think that defense. Obviously, that defense is always going to come correct, and that's going to keep them in games and keep them winning. I think with Ben. I mean, we're seeing the last of Ben, in my personal opinion. I think if he doesn't retire after this year, then the Steelers need to like mercy cut him. You know what I mean? Like, like, like <laughs> they're not going to, but like, yeah, he is. He looks old. I mean, unless he unless he turns it around, unless he goes to the fountain of youth, you know, and um. Uh, you know, can and then season turns it around, but I think he looks old, he looks slow. You know, I think I sent you guys the group chat of the play where he throws it, he like takes two steps left or tries to run left or right and throw a pass and he trips and falls on his face. You know, yeah, like it's just like he just does it, and then he's already hurt, you know, he's got a peck injury. And so, you know, I've seen him take these shots, you know, when he dudes flying and hit him in the chest and stuff, and he's trying to stand in there and throw it. So, taking that into account, how much pain is he in? Can he make these, you know, can he hold up for the rest of these these games? And I just don't think he will. I think at some point he'll get hurt or seriously hurt here and he'll have to go on IR for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, uh, what's the – I think this is the – I think it's the last time we see him. Um, but I, I just know that that defense is always going to keep them in games and is always going to keep them relevant. Um, you know, so if the defense steps up even more and maybe can get some tur- – generate turnovers, more turnovers or something and give them a short field, then maybe. But I think Ben's Ben's a little old and he's his age is showing. So It's yeah, rough I, to see Sorry, I was going to just chime in and say, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that TJ Watt was trying to come back for this past weekend. And yep. his, the tra- the team was like, no, 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 just just chill, fam. You, we just made you the yep. highest played defensive player in like NFL history. So like, <laughs> you just sit, sit this week and come back next week. So I think we're supposed, it's to, still see early. It's I think still we're supposed early. to see him on Sunday. So, you know. Uh, yeah, once he once he comes back, that's a whole different defense, in my opinion. Um, yeah. they've, they and Mika Fitzpatrick back there. I've loved him since college too, and, and followed his career. And so glad he's on the Steelers now. And so I like an organization that knows what they're doing. It's just like Eric, you said it. You'd hit it at the nail on the head. They're just well coached. They go out there, they don't mess around. You know, like even if Ben still looks the way Ben looks now, you know, he still threw for like three hundred yards the other day in a touchdown. So like, you know, he's still, you know, they're just every position's well coached. They're well disciplined. You know, they it's like it's they know what they're doing. So I think you can't, it's like, it's like, it's like, Oh, it's Ben, but it's not like, I don't know. The Steelers are still like the Steelers. You still got to like put it, bring up your a game for him every week. Right. It's not like AJ brought So AJ mentioned my favorite quarterback of all time a little bit earlier. It's not like they're trotting out there with Nathan Peterman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nathan Peterman might be all nod lives too, man. That kid keeps sticking around. He's, he must be he must be good in the film room or he must be good the coaches must just love him or something like that or like he's really, he must be really good what it is he must be really good at getting the starters coffee and they're just like oh dude we gotta keep this guy for like for like ever or like the coach's coffee or something maybe he shows up with donuts every day or something like that like you know what I mean like why, maybe, why we let Nathan go you know it's what would be funny if like he's cut but nobody told him that he's cut so he just sticks around <laughs> no one no one took his idea away or he just stands at the door and people just let him in it's like oh it's nathan hey nathan hey guys you know and he just comes in with his donuts nathan's you'll like, never nathan's guess where like, he is right uh, now nathan's like the little kid that you give the controller but it's not plugged in he just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> you guys will never guess where he is right now is is i thought he was on the 40 no he's, he's not with the, uh, he's with the raiders the raiders that's the raiders, the raiders that's right that's oh, John, no. that's right because 
Because he, that's right. Because John Gruden, when when Nathan Peterman got thrown out, then they benched uh, Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman in Buffalo. I think that's when he got his famous start. Uh, and everybody was like, "What? The, what in the hell?" Uh, and every, he was horrible. John Gruden was like, "I can fix him." And so, like when he became a head coach, uh, he, he was like, "Yo, come play on my team. I can fix him." And so uh, he's had a job wow. ever since. There you that's go. That's amazing. That's amazing. We're gonna go to the complete antithesis of Nathan Peterman, though. Yo. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. 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 Bro, 37 seconds on the clock. Mm. <laughs> Nothing. Not a big deal. AJ said it. You, this sir. man needs no timeouts. <laughs> no timeouts. Doesn't need them. What do they matter? Why do you need timeouts? Are useless. He don't Ridiculous. miss. Even under pressure, he don't miss. He don't miss. He really I don't. Never... Yo, I'll be honest. I saw I saw the go ahead touchdown, and I turned off the TV because I was like, "Ain't no way." Oh, seriously? And, and then <laughs> my dad. So check it. My dad was like, "Yo, Rogers is driving," and I was like, "What?" Yeah. And I go up. Sure enough, I get upstairs just in time to see the field goal. I was like, "There's no <laughs> yep. way, yep. bro." He, he did the uh, he did the effort. He did the effort. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? It was down there somewhere. Oh, what's his name? Oh, down blanking. I can see his face. Blanking on the receiver. His receiver. Uh, Devontae Adams. He said, Devontae Adams down there that first play. And then, oh, yeah. you know, the, the 49ers somewhere. were playing with that, that prevent. They were like, oh, just uh, we'll just give up the middle of the field. Then Devontae Adams got like 40 yards. And it was like, wow, that was stupid. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> got to know where Devontae like, Adams I don't know why is, you give Aaron Rodgers. Like, so to me, it's when if you give Aaron Rodgers any amount of time on the clock, it, it's a problem. Like it's just it, to me, he's one of those guys. It's just like it's it's going to be an issue. I don't care if he has no timeouts. Like, I you know I think I, I made this. I may have made this joke with AJ when he was coming on the field. I was like, well, he's done more with less. Like you know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> like not wrong. He's like I, and and it, is, it, like to me. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, did you guys see the hit on Devonte Adams? Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't throw like six flags on the field. Every, everyone shit. thought that should have been a penalty, and it wasn't. And uh, I don't know if you saw, if you guys saw what he said afterwards, like after the game. Uh, he was Not like, "Yeah, said. no, I took I took it mostly in my chest. Like I couldn't, I got the wind knocked out of me. I couldn't breathe. And uh, you know, when I got back to the tent, the doctors recognized it immediately. That's why I was back out on the field so fast. And like the the one of the reporters was like, "How did you get back on the field? Like, who? How do you take a hit like that and get back on the field?" And he said, "I'm built different." You know, boy. <laughs> yep, yep, it's yep. And dude, he was just like she was like, if you can't breathe, how did you play? And yeah, he was like, I'm like, built different. I'm worried and, about that. And he was, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, <laughs> my man said, I don't need lungs to catch. <laughs> yeah. <he was> like, <laughs> so breathing, not a big, not a problem. I can just hold my breath. I don't need to breathe. That is absurd, man. Devontae no, Adams, best receiver in the league, mm-hmm. hands down. He's 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 up there. I gotta say, he is. It's, yeah, it's you, you make that man happy. Probably. Yeah, him or D Hop. You make that man happy when when pay time comes, man. Because I because yep. there's uh, he's on his last year of his contract right now. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because uh, I remember I, I remember in preseason the reporters were like, because Aaron Rodgers was doing his thing where he just wasn't showing up. So the reporters were like, uh, what about you, Devontae? Are you gonna like skip stuff? He's like, nope. I'm gonna get my money. He's like, I, like, I came up with nothing. He's like, I'm I'm getting these paychecks. He was like, I, he was like, I was like, sure, I want a contract extension, but uh, I need my money too. Mm-hmm. So. He's, he's like I'm showing up to everything, so he playing it smart. He no, he did. That's, yeah, he secured that bag. Hey, get the football, secure that bag, bro. He's good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs to get paid when it's time. Mm-hmm. The, the other, the other good wide receiver that I want to talk about, who's an absolute cheat code in the NFL, is Cooper Cup. Ooh, oh my goodness, man, that boy cold. Route running cold. 
He's Bro, unreal, did you guys, dude. Did you guys see that little wiggle he did uh, at the goal line to get that diving touchdown? Oh, my yes, gosh. He completely embarrassed the safety back there, man. Just sitting there watching watching for him to make his break. He breaks down and fakes a uh, fakes one of those routes that uh, you know everyone everyone league does, where you sort of fake an out and then sit down on your hips and then try and try and move the other way the other direction. Except yeah. he only took one step in the other direction. The safety breaks his his back is completely to the safety, so he has no idea if his moves have worked or not yet. Breaks to the outside, and lo and behold, he's got enough room to to, to dive in the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, one of the most insanely good pieces of footwork and and like that i've ever seen and he knew it was going to work too he was like oh i got this watch this that was that was that was, yeah. that's that's bad that's bad it's crazy no, my uh my rams my rams bet for them making the playoffs is looking better and better every week as long as they uh, knock on wood stay <laughs> stay stay where they are so because i put money down on that them getting to the playoffs so there's there's cash to be made if they keep winning games and I thought, you know, you know, the Tampa game, I just didn't, I thought it would be closer or I guess it was right. kind of close, but you know, they rolled out there and were like, you know, Tom Brady finally faced the defense and they rolled mm-hmm. out there like, we're the, we're the team to be on notice in the NFC East. Like you need to, you need to pay attention to us because we're coming. So what, uh, but the, I saw a joke online that said Tom Brady lost to him now so we can beat him in December or, or in December or February, January or something <laughs> mm-hmm. like that. He's like, wait till the playoffs come around and Tom Brady gets to see you again. Like they, he doesn't do, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. So. We'll see. I'm sure they're going to see each other in the playoffs, man. Like, I'm 100% yeah, yeah, sure. And that game is going to be absolutely bonkers. Oh, man, yeah. so good. For sure. I uh, shout, gonna be- well, While we're on the topic, I uh, just want to take this opportunity to shout out uh, local legend uh, Jacob Funk. Uh, for batting, currently oh, batting 1,000 against uh, the GOAT. Tom yeah. Brady. There we uh, go. Congratulations, right. hometown hero, uh, Damascus High School. Uh, <laughs> Moco and How General, awesome. DMV, bro. Congrats. Yeah, how awesome is that, yo? You're like a you're like a seventh round draft pick. You land on the Rams, like one of the best teams in the league right now. And you can like just you like walk into a super you like walk into a playoff team slash like Super Bowl contenders, and you're just like this is awesome. Like you're just winning like all the time, you know. Like in, like instead of going to like some horrible organization like Detroit, and then on top of that, you're in LA too, right? So you're like you Little know you're the best of both worlds. You're not out in Detroit, some like bum city where I guarantee you the players fly out on the weekends or whenever their days are (laughs) they fly out somewhere else to hang out. Oh, oh yeah, and okay. Also, also give them credit for being on Maryland, uh, uh, being a Terp. Um, um, And then the other thing I wanted to say about him is he got to play last week. We saw him on the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He made some great plays. Made some plays, man. He really did. Local legend already. (laughs) But I, I got, I got a couple stats here. Tom Brady. Is uh so he's officially 0 and one against Damascus Hornets. Hey, okay. uh, he is also 0 and one against uh, uh against Montgomery County Public Schools. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Tom. Uh, and Tom Brady has zero Maryland state championships. So take that. Uh-huh. Ah, that's right, Tom. Uh-huh. Ha. 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 <laughs> that's right, Tom. You loser. State uh, the best never win anything. You can't conquer us. <laughs> Don't come to Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> You've been put on notice. Actually, I think he knows. Oh, I think he's he's gonna find out apparently because I think he's got to come to FedEx Field. So, uh, this, oh, oh yeah, he does. He spoke too soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, wait, wait, no, that's no, Prince George's no, County no. though. That's no. Prince George's County. It, out it there. is it is PG County, but the gauntlet has been has been issued, sir. Then do not come here or else. <laughs> that's upset alert. <laughs> Looking ahead to upsets or p- possible upsets, we got we got our slate of 
talk of uh, what to watch for games and in the week four. Um, so obviously, like we said, Monday night tonight, it, the Cowboys Eagles game looks like an absolute mess. We've already got two touchdowns, a, a strip sack, yep. and an interception. Fumble, interception mm-hmm. yep. In uh, in the first five minutes, that's always a good time. Good old division rival <laughs> game. This is gonna yep. be awesome. Yay. The one game that AJ so quickly and Lauren, you two both pointed it out, and I did not see it until I looked at my notes again. Rams versus Cardinals. Mm. Boy, oh boy. Me and Lauren match. I'm Lauren, I'm gonna have to come over for this one. Uh oh. <laughs> come on, we got room. Man, that's yo, this game is about to be bonkers too. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that one. No, it is for sure. Two undefeated teams again. LA's going up against another undefeated team. Mm. The Cardinals, you know, they look sharp. They they almost uh they almost they almost fumbled it against the Jags last week and then they were like, wait a minute, where are the Cardinals? You're the Jags. Like I'll sit over there and be quiet. Yeah. Like uh, and they rolled out there. But LA, I mean LA, I, I mean, look, I'm three and with LA right now, but I'm, I'm also three and with the Cardinals. But so I I don't know the, you know, someone's gonna leave with an L one way or another, but I've got LA. I mean, that's just me. You already know who I'm going. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know who you're going. Uh-oh. I've been I've been touting the Cardinals. Yep. I think they're going to pull it out. Kyler Murray magic, baby. I think he – man, dark horse, I'm telling you. I know everybody knows that they're good, but I don't think everybody believes that they're going to come out on top of the NFC West, but I do. Mm. Mm. I do. Let me tell you something, Jake. I do, and I stand by it. <laughs> I guarantee it. I stand by it. I, I guarantee it. I stand by it. <laughs> You know what, AJ, I'm, what you got? I am I'm actually going to take the Cardinals as well. Um, I think that the Cardinals come out and they hand LA their first loss of the season. Um, not necessarily for like I don't have any like fancy reasoning this time. I've got no insider knowledge about either of these teams that you guys don't have. I just in my gut, my gut says go with the Cardinals. I think I think they're going to do it. Because I, I think especially because it's just uh, nah. I can't I can't attribute no reason to it. It's 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 my gut. I think they're two really good teams. Um, and both of them have potential to win this game, but I think the Cardinals are gonna are gonna hand the uh, the Rams their first loss of the season. Lauren, shoot out or close game? Shootout. I think. Uh, I think so. I think what's gonna well, okay. So I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think it's gonna be a shootout for one reason. One reason. Uh, the only reason is Kyler Murray's escapability or mm-hmm. whatever you okay. want to call it. His his mm-hmm. ability to scramble. So what's gonna happen is I think they're gonna try to keep him in the pocket. But he's so small and so quick. I think he's just going to get out. So they're like, they'll have him on like a third and seven, right? And all of a sudden, he'll just dart for the first down or something like that. So we'll see that their Rams defense, you know, they showed up to set down it's Tom, tough. but Tom's a whole different quarterback and a whole different animal. So yeah. uh, you compared to Kyler, who extends plays and gets on the run. And then they've got, you know, Arizona's proven they've got lethal weapons at wide receiver. LA, LA, you already know, is that, that West Coast offense, they're going to spread it out and start slinging that thing with, with Stafford back there. So I think what's going to, I think it's going to kind of be a little bit of a shootout. I don't think, um, I think he's just good because he can because he's so mobile. I think that's going to bail them out of all. I think that like yeah. the Rams will have like a great defense called, and then he'll just roll to left or like take off for the first down or like keep taking off for yards. And 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 I think that's that's gonna that's gonna keep keep it being a shootout because the the Cardinals will go score and then the, you know the Rams got to go score. So I think yeah. they'll just roll out there and 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 it'll just be touchdown after touchdown. AJ shootout yep. or or tight game. Uh, no, it's it's definitely gonna be a shootout. I was just gonna point out Matthew Stafford seems to be on Monday Night Football with Pey- Peyton and Eli, so we're gonna have to rewind that and watch it to get some insight on this. Oh, oh yeah, dude, uh, yeah. But um, but anyway, uh, I no, it's definitely gonna be a shootout. I, I would imagine. Um, if you know, if I had to bet the over or under in this game, I'm definitely taking the over. 
Um, yeah, but, it's 55 points. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd still take the yeah. on that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, but like, the it's going to be an exciting game. I'm real. I'm super excited to see it. Uh, I mean, pumped for this game. I, I think you know Kyler's ability to extend plays that probably does provide him provide them with a bit of an edge. Um, although, although you know how how good is Kyler Murray going to be at escaping Aaron Donald? Um, I mean, we about to find out. You know, what I, mean? I think like, I think the big. The biggest thing is going to be the biggest thing is going to be can they keep him in the pocket, right? Like, can they keep can they make him look over his tall his tall lineman and, and not let him get to the left or to the right? If he breaks containment too early uh, or early enough, then he's gonna he's gonna hurt him. But if they can keep Aaron Donald in front of him, you know, so like yeah. my thinking is you 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 keep him in the pocket, and you keep Aaron Donald centered in front of him, and you just keep Aaron Donald stonewall wall self standing there and keep occupying two linemen while they slowly surround him. But I just think he's he's quick and little. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was just going to say, uh, I actually, I was finished, so no need to apologize. But also, uh, it's just like, Kate, like I just want to point out, that's just like what Casey was telling us. You know, can can you, uh, can Kyler Murray get outside the pocket, uh, or can the Rams keep him contained within the pocket so he can't see over his huge lineman, seeing as he's like four yeah. foot eight, um, you know, <laughs> baby Yoda. I, I think it's, I think it's, that's a, that's a legit thing. Uh, also an insight you learned watching Go Deep Pot, just to point out. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a shootout too. I think for me, the X factor here is, uh, it's going to be. I think inevitably, Kyler's just such a good like he's he's such a good player, and I think he's so in his bag this year that they're gonna they're gonna play him really well. But he's just gonna make plays. Mm-hmm. What I think the the difference is, are Deshaun Jackson and Cooper Cup gonna take over the game this week against the Cardinals, like they did, um, like they did against. Um, Tampa. That's and I think that's where it's going to come down to. So, it's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So, another good game that I'm really looking forward to seeing too is going to be uh, the Raiders versus Chargers. The Raiders. Oh yeah, that Monday night game. The Raiders. So, oh, AJ. Raiders. AJ, who you got, man? This what is a tough, This is a really tough call, man. I... I'm saying. I've seen the Chargers. Uh, it's a division game too, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just no telling what's going to happen. Uh, neither of these teams are are like the kind of teams where it's like I can point to a distinct advantage on one side or the other. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen the Chargers uh, play play Washington. I know that defense can stop them. I don't know that uh, the Raiders have the personnel to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's a question for me. Uh, I think. Uh, I, but and I, and also I know that like Justin Herbert, I mean Derek Carr is an amazing quarterback. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's and he's got uh, as we talked about before, he's got some good weapons. Um, but Justin Herbert is nearly a perfect quarterback in in a lot of ways. Uh, like in in the sense that he makes perfect throws, um, and he's very careful with the ball. Uh, so it just makes the it just makes the decision so so much harder. Um, and I don't have a strong feeling in my gut for this one like I do with the Cardinals. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm leaning Chargers. I'm leaning Chargers. Taking the Chargers. Okay, right on, Lauren. What you thinking, man? You going with Gruden or you got? Yeah, you got? see, it's hard. Um, because you want to go with you want to go with the hot team, right? Gruden. You know, we talked. We just hyped up Derek Carr and that Raiders. That Raiders D line is insane. That mm-hmm. pass rush gets oh, after yeah. after the cute quarterback. So, yes, sir. you know, uh, and um, Justin's really Justin's Justin's been balling all year. You know. 
just beat the Chiefs, you know, hang his hat on that. You know, mm-hmm. you got to beat the Chiefs to make it out of the AFC. To, and so, you know, it's just – it's going to be an interesting matchup. Can can the Chargers offensive line keep Justin Herbert standing standing up? That's going to – to me, that's going to be the big the big question. Um, my gut – honestly, my gut's telling me not to – I have no idea. It's kind of 50-50. Usually I have a gut feel for who I like and who I don't like yeah. in this matchup. But, um, man, this is hard. I feel like I'm leaning Chargers too, and okay. not for any sort of particular reason. Like you know, like you know, the 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 Ravens game went to overtime. You know, the Raiders. You know, they've had battles, they've had struggles. I just think that they haven't. I think that the 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 Chargers team is gritty enough. You know, just like them, that mm-hmm. they can also squeak out a win too. So I think it'll be. Um, uh, I don't think it'll be very high. Like I'm not saying it won't be low scoring, but I don't think it'll be a shootout in any way. But I think Chargers with Herbert, I think he just, I think he he either gets the ball last or you know he puts him away early. But I think I think with Herbert, he makes enough plays that that uh, they win the game. But because I, I, I see I, I see both teams are pretty scrappy, and I, I like I like, but I think I'm going Herbert here. Right on. Oh, I'm right there with y'all, man. Because I have to say this game is. It's a literal toss up. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna rock the boat and I'm gonna go with Raiders. My mm. the main reason being the only reason is Peyton Barber. Ah yeah. <laughs> Peyton two yards. <laughs> Peyton two yards. And what I mean by that <laughs> what I mean by that is I trust the Raiders run game a little bit more than I do the Chargers run game. Because mm. I mm. think they'll get Josh Jacobs back. I'm not sure. But even if they don't, they got Peyton Barber, who's an absolute bruiser. Just keep the ball away from Herbert. Mm-hmm. I think the defenses are going to do what both of those defenses can do. They have two of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Casey Hayward in L.A. or Las Vegas. And then you got Asante Samuel Jr., the rookie, absolutely balling out in Los Angeles. So, I mean, I think it's going to come down to, like, like Lauren said, who's going to get the ball last. So can can the Raiders keep the ball away from Herbert? Because Herbert's gonna, you guys saw it firsthand. We saw it yesterday against the Chiefs. Like you give you give him an opportunity, he's gonna sling it, and he's gonna make the play. And he can. So I just I just trust Josh Jacobs and Peyton Barber a little bit more than I trust Austin Eckler as a pure runner. Um, Eckler is a great passing, pass catching running back, and he'll make phenomenal plays. I just don't think they can compete, and I think that'll be the difference hmm. um, for me. So I, it's going to be a fun game to That's watch, fair. too. It's I mean, a good that, game to watch. Yeah, it could go either way. I could see it. No, it's going to be it's going to be down to the wire. Another good division uh, matchup that's coming up is uh, the Seahawks versus 49ers, right? So we just watched the 49ers barely lose to the to the Green Bay. And then Seattle got handed, <laughs> handed an L by AJ's favorite quarterback, yeah. <laughs> What'd you think yeah, about good old knows. Captain Kirk, AJ? Hey, man, look, I mean, every now and again, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Broken clocks like twice a week or twice a day, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, he's got Adam Thielen on his team and um, and everything. Uh, I'm still picking against him, though, tonight uh, or, or this week. Or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, but the Seahawks and the 49ers uh, division game, that means anything can happen. Uh, yeah. I think if if I've got to go with one side, oh, it's hard. Is the Seahawks offense enough to overcome the 49ers defense? Can 
is Jimmy Garoppolo any better than the Seahawks defense? I think those are the two main questions in this game. I don't know the answer to those. Um, it's a hard <laughs> choice. Right. Uh, if I had, it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. I don't know that I want to do that. Um, but I think, I think the superior defense win the, wins the game. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Okay. That makes sense. Lauren? What you think? I got a. Uh, I I'm thinking Seattle. I, I just it's hard for always to me to me to bet against Russ. I think uh, I, I like their. Um, they got they got beat by the Vikings. You know, Vikings came out and had to win that game, or else they started the season zero and three. So I think they mm-hmm. they came out and got punched in the mouth. I think they'll rebound. I think Jimmy. Uh, I think Jimmy puts his team doesn't help his team at all this game, and I think Russ Russ just balls out. I think Russ does what he needs to do, and he gets them a win because you know, I think AJ said it's a divisional game, right? It, and it is. So I think Russ knows like okay. This one circled like we need to, we need to get this one, boys. And I think he he squeaks it out. I don't know if it'll, I don't think it'll be very high scoring. I think it'll um, I think it, like AJ said, it's gonna might be a little bit of a defensive slog. But I think that uh, yeah. Russ does enough Russ stuff to 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 get them this win. I think this is one of those games where, unfortunately, we all agree. But I mean, because I, I gotta I gotta go with Russell too. The only reason why I pick Seattle is because of Russell, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I'm taking him over Garoppolo any day of the week. I mean, it's, it's no contest, but yeah, but uh, I definitely. I mean, I think would ta- I would also take him over Garoppolo to be clear, but I mean, yeah, I, like I said, the re- I don't have a strong feeling about this one. I think I have to hand it to the superior defense, and I think that's the 49ers. That's all. 49ers. I don't blame you because that. Yeah. I mean the um, the Seattle defense was absolutely exposed by freaking Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. That dude is he was he's in my fantasy football league's waiver wire still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody even knew who he was. And my man's came out and ran over them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and AJ hit the hell, the hit the nail on the head there too, right? They got Adam Thielen, they still got Justin Jefferson. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Justin Jefferson. So it's like if if those guys can take over the game the way that um you know, if if the if those guys can take over the game, I can't imagine what like um what um the other what um Tyler Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah. Totally blanked on their names. But um <laughs> I can't imagine how they're gonna dominate the game too. So we'll see. I mean it'll be interesting to see. I just think Russell does enough to, to squeeze it out. I think it's gonna be like a three point game. Nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's it's gonna be you another know. one of those games where it's like I this could this could go either way. Yeah. Right, thirty-seven seconds left on the clock. Jeez, <laughs> too much time. Too much time. <laughs> um, the last game that I kind of want to touch on, um, that I think is an interesting matchup. That well, you guys pointed it out to me, and I, you know, the more I think about it, the more it could be an interesting matchup. Is the Colts Dolphins? Um, Lauren, what you thinking about this game, man? Yeah, I think um, I, I man. So to me, it was like when the Colts had Andrew Luck, they like built this team. They like they like built their yeah. team. They had their D line right, their linebackers, their 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 DBs. They had their offensive line set. They had their like their running backs, their receivers. Like they built this team for Andrew. Like all right, we just revamped this whole line for you, big dog. Like all we need you to do is go out there and be the stud you are, and we 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 can probably have a shot, a puncher's chance at a Super Bowl. Like make it to the AFC Championship game. And he was like. Bye. And so, uh, you know, now you're plugging in these guys. So, like, the team, like, the Colts are 0-3, but they as they are scrappy as all get out because the team itself is a decent team. Yeah. 
to halfway, you just need somebody back there that can be a middle of the league, you know, an average, somewhat of an average quarterback. And uh, uh, like if Carson was healthy, if Carson could stay healthy, I wonder if these games, if they wouldn't be 0-3, you know, if they didn't have to revert to a backup, I think in their set last week when he uh, hurt both his ankles and then he got hurt again this week. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw him going to the tent. But I think Miami did it. I thought Miami was going to um, – I was kind of pulling for them to win last week against Oakland, and I thought they were doing enough to win. They they also talk about a team that's defense is underrated and scrappy is their defense as well. I think their defense is vastly under. Uh, I feel like it's underrated. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are uh, uh, talking about it, but I think that they I think that they do enough this week to beat the Colts. I think the Colts remain winless because I think Carson Wentz still struggles with injuries. You know he doesn't look right. They're gonna have to revert to a bag of. I think that Miami defense shows up and shells out, and I think they I think they beat I think they beat Indiana. Nice. AJ. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there. Uh, it's hard to pick against this, like, because we've seen, you know, every week thus far, me and Lauren watching games together, I see the Colts come out and, and outperform my expectations for them. So, like, I, it's hard for me to pick against them in a matchup like this that I think is going to be pretty close. But I am, I do, I do also land on the Dolphins. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett is going to make the difference in this case. Um, you know, he was he was with that Colts organization, probably still knows a little bit about the the way that they're run. Um, maybe, maybe even knows a couple of the plays or whatever. Um, and also he's just been a solid quarterback throughout his career. Um, and, uh, you know, without, you know, even, even though we're missing the dynamics of Tua Tagovailoa, uh, I gotta, um, I gotta think that, uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to make the difference here. He's a tough quarterback. He stands in the pocket tall. Uh, he can yeah. take a hit, uh, and he can give him, he can give him out too, and he can move. Um, he can move a little bit. So, so yeah, I think, yep. I think, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, for me, it's super hard to pick. Um, I want to I wanna go I wanna go Colts just because that defense is a little bit more convincing to me than the Dolphins. Because, I mean, the Dolphins were, were on the constant, like, Ben, don't break uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but Jacoby, man, he, he scrambled in for that late touchdown. I mean, he, yep. dude's stepping in and balling out. Um, and I kind of feel like, <laughs> again, can Carson Wentz stay upright? Right? Like, can he? Can he? Facts. If he stays, if he stays in the game the full time and like he's healthy, I think then I like I tip my I'm tipping my hat t- towards the Colts for that reason. I think he's gonna stay healthy this week. Um, but if he goes what? out in the hold game, hold up, hold up, timeout, skirt, skirt. Hold yep. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> You're the one. I said what I said. Who said Carson Wentz wasn't going to last four weeks? And now you're three scared. weeks, three weeks, <laughs> three weeks. And you called it. And now you're saying he's going to he's, he's good about the ball out. The game? I th- I think he reverse psychology himself. And he's like, <laughs> I broke both my ankles. Went out last week, and he's like, I think my ankles still hurt. And he's going to come out this week and go like, Now, nah, coach, I'm okay. <laughs> and then he'll get hurt next week. <laughs> I'm calling that right now. He's gonna play this week, the full game, and he's gonna get hurt next week. Watch. All right. I'm telling. Right. This is how Carson Wentz does it. Hey, you guys. Uh, so I think first. he's gonna have a good game. Are you hitting first? We got it. recording. Look, if you if your team has a buy this week, if your quarterback's on a buy or something, pick up Carson Wentz on on Eric's sage advice here. Yep. Because yep. he's there gonna finish go. this game. If not, I, I will be texting you guys both at 11 p.m. saying, <laughs> I just took another four shots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now, if, 
Yeah, if, if Wentz is healthy, then Colts win. If not, then I will be tipping my hat towards you on saying y'all were absolutely right. Um, but I'm riding right. with the Colts for now. Now, that being said, the rest of the week heading into week four, I think we are pretty consensus on these. Uh, Lauren, you got me on. You got me on the rest of the. Yeah, games I got you. Four? So I already I already filled in. I always keep track of who we. Uh, um, our picks every week, but uh, I already filled in for the Jaguars Bengals. So, I mean, do I really yeah. need to ask that question? Nope. Um, Washington Falcons. I have us beating the, I had us beating the Falcons before the season started. I have us beating them this time. I think, I think this is the get right game for that D line. And I yep. think they start dialing up pressure and um, he's the perfect quarterback to do it with. Cause he holds onto the ball and stays in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we start blitzing more and look, our defense looks different. Um, Bills, Texans. Bills. I mean, Bills, Bills, Bills all the day. It's not even close. Bills, Bills are seventeen point favorites. Oof. Yeah, I, and I they've think been putting it on teams. They've been putting it on teams. Yeah. So, uh, Lions, Bears. So this is interesting. Oh. I think the Lions finally get a win. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Uh, I, what I was thinking they roll, especially if they do the same. Or the Bears do the same game plan they did last week. I didn't get to see much of the game, but all I saw is that their entire offense had like forty six yards of total offense or it something was... like that. So, I think Detroit comes out there and goes, "You know what? Damn it, we're, we're forget this curse. We're winning this game. We're gonna get one." And not they, just, they not go just that, I, I, but like Dalton still, Dalton still got the injury. Fields hurt his hands getting an MRI on it. Oh, he got hurt. I didn't yeah, know that. And Nick mm-hmm. Foles is like. Nagy doesn't want to commit to him. So sorry, AJ, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say, I, I just wanted to say to our listeners, you know, if you're relying on us as you probably should, uh, we're all going to go with the, with the, with the Lions this, this, this game, cause they impressed us last week, but uh, you should know this could, it's a division game and I think it could go either way, but I think I'm leaning towards the Lions based on what I saw from them the past couple of weeks. That's a, that's a good caveat right there. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So next on the schedule is Panthers Cowboys. So Cowboys still is Cowboys are playing right now. They're up 14-7 on the Eagles, but so we they don't um we don't know how that obviously if they're going to win this game or not. But uh, but anyway, go to next week the undefeated Panthers versus the Cowboys. Man, I bet against Ooh. the Panthers every week and I've been wrong every week. Uh yeah. But I think the Cowboys are better than them, so I'm going to take Cowboys. I got to say the same, honestly. That's kind of where I was leaning as well. I think this is the this is the come down to earth game for the Panthers, and I think that the yeah. uh, it's to me to me the da- Dallas is, and I'll say this probably every week on repeat. So just be ready. Uh, Dallas's offense is just going to show up and start shredding teams. So yeah. like for as long as Dak is healthy, I think they're just going to show up. And if you can't hang with them, then 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 you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, let's see. They got Next so much firepower, man. No, they do. It's just and and Dak is Dak can get the ball to him. Yep. Um, next on the list is the Browns versus the Vikings. AJ, we all know where you're thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Browns. The Browns had nine and a half sacks against Good Lord. Chicago. That's right. I remember hearing that. Yep. So those linebackers I, eight. Yep. Miles Garrett had four and a half of those. So mm. I, I got God Lord. I, and that's my defensive player of the year right there. So yeah, I, I'm Kirk going Cousins, Kirk Cousins can do nothing under duress. So, like, we're, it's, <laughs> it's the Browns. Browns all day. AJ, it almost sounds like you're speaking from experience. But, yeah, I've got to play the winning <laughs> team, too. Uh, 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 Giants, Saints? Saints. Saints. Yeah. I think James is going to handle too. business. Oh, it's New Orleans. That's I need to put there. But, anyway. Uh, Titans, Jets. Titans. Titans. Yep. I got him too. 
Uh, Chiefs Eagles. Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. I think I, I think Chiefs it'll be well. closer than people expect, but Chiefs. I agree. I think the Eagles will probably put up a fight, but it's it's going to be Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as well. I think that uh um Eagles are kind of one of those scrappy teams too this year that might that at the start of the season when everybody's healthy, they're going to just lose games by a couple, you know, like they're going to go down swinging, but I think as the injuries start piling up as the season keeps going, they'll mm. they'll maybe come to more form, but I think it, it I think Chiefs, I think KC all the way. Yeah. Um we did that game. We did uh Rams uh I mean, excuse me, excuse me. Ravens, Broncos. Ravens. Ravens. It's at it's at mile high. Uh, still going Ravens. I, I, just, is, okay. I think I just, this is a true test for the Broncos. Are they legit? Yeah, yeah facts. That's and, good, that's a good uh, point. Still going Ravens, though. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I mean you know, if you're in that game against the Lions, how can you bet against Lamar? I mean, fourth and 20? I mean, come on. And then, oh, yeah, Justin Tucker's got the – he's got the, the mile-high air, the thin-ass air up there. Like, yeah, to, exactly. kick, to kick field he goals. Might, he might break the NFL I, kicking record again. To, like, he might just – they might have lined up for a 70-yarder <laughs> or something. He'll hit it. Yeah, yeah. I just – you know, at some point – so, he Lamar again led, led the team in rushing again the other day. So, like, again, he had to – obviously, he was quarterback and had to – he's kind of having to do it all right now. So, I just don't I'm, – I'm still curious as to how long that's going to – how long he can hold up to just his usage. But – up at mile high, you know they 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 uh, got that ah, man. I mean, I want to go. I want to go Broncos to be different, but okay. I think I've man. It's hard for me to bet against Lamar because I'm just such a fan of his, and I think he he play. You know, you, you it's just he's just hard to stop. So I mean, he's a mm, baller. He is. He's a ah, man. I'll just go Baltimore. Right. Uh, we'll see. I think Eric. I think Eric. You said it. What's caught? What's going with Baltimore is this is going to be the Broncos test game. If the Broncos leave this game four and zero, then it's like, all right, maybe we need to start looking at the Broncos a little bit differently. But For I sure. think I think uh, this this year I think Lamar is going to be on a rampage because he knows what he has to do to like win his team games, and he's just going to just going to ball out every game. And here, here's, a, right. here's, uh, a here's a factor we I can't we can't really know anything about, um, but I think it's interesting, um, and I think I would like to. Um, you know, as I'm watching the game, I want to know about it uh, if I can, uh, and I'll be looking forward to, for it during the game. Um, but Lamar had COVID, uh, and now he's going up to the thin ass era of of, of oh, Mile High Stadium. Shit. Does that affect him at all? I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't know if it will or it won't. Um, I'm still taking well, the Ravens, but uh, it's if it does, I think that could that could be a significant factor. Well, and then factor in like I like to me that even I mean it adds more to my point of his usage, man. Like he's got to he's he on every play it seems like he's got to roll right, roll left, take off. Like he's right. every play he's working, he's grinding, he's grinding. You know yeah. how long and, and that 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 thin air up there, you know that it, like you said, since he had COVID, part of, part of that too is the conditioning, right? You yeah. get your you get your conditioning in the like the, the the before the season. You don't get in shape in the season. You get in shape before the season. And so like how much is that going to catch up to him in, in that game? It's hard for me, but he, you know, after seeing him gut out, gut out these past two wins against Kansas City, you know, that was that was just all him. And then, um, you know, beat the and then to, to beat Detroit like that, you got to ride the high. I think on that too, like you just got to stay. You just can't stay hot. You can't bet against them right now. You, yeah, you just can't bet against them. Hey, and um, maybe Steelers, the thin, maybe, Packers. Maybe the thin air makes it easier to throw more jump <laughs> jump pass touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, Steelers, uh, Green Bay, Green Bay, oh, Packers. Yeah, hard yeah, to bet against Tomlin, but uh, you know, Green Bay is Green Bay right now with Aaron Rod, A. A. Ron. All right, I have a, I have a, yeah, yeah, A. A. Ron's gonna go up there and just uh, 
I think he's gonna if uh, especially if TJ Watt isn't back, I think he's just gonna just oh. do what he does, do what yeah. he does best. So uh the Sunday night game is uh, uh Tampa Bay versus the New England Patriots, which I all think we know who's gonna uh show up and win this one, especially after Tampa Bay's loss last week. Brady, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's Brady all day. And he's breaking that passing That revenge game's about to be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it, yep. This 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 game always reminds me of like I don't know if you guys remember this game. I know AJ might vividly remember. Drew Brees was like a couple hundred yards or like a couple touchdowns and a hundred yards away from like breaking the all time passing record, and he went up against the Washington Football Team, and they just annihilated us on like a Monday Night Football. I think it was Monday Night Football, <laughs> yeah. and they just murdered us. Like they beat us. Like it was like it was like it was like yesterday's game except worse. Like we didn't. I don't think oh we scored God. at all. Like they just. I think that's what this game's gonna be like. Brady only needs a couple hundred yards to get to eighty thousand career passing yards and I think he they just roll out there and it's just like the game's going to be over by half honestly I think that uh I uh, unless Bill Belichick you know gets his um gets his microphone set up in all the locker rooms and stuff like that I don't I don't think they uh they um I don't I don't see any way the Patriots win this especially after I I, I picked I picked them last week and then Mac Jones let me down like the like the uh, rookie QB that he is so uh no yeah but I think I think Tom rolls in there and just I think Tom rolls in there and hangs close throw, throws for close to five touchdowns I bet Four or five. Yeah, Mac Mac is going to get a lesson in what it means to be a real quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get hit. But that's our slate, fellas. Nice. Looks like we have one, two, uh, three, three games we don't agree on this week. Okay, I thought we had five or four. Maybe. Looks maybe. like we. All oh no, no, no. Picked... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm wrong. I think you're right. You're right. Oh no no no! We did have four. You you were right. We I didn't see the um, I didn't scroll all the way down the bottom. Uh, Raiders Chargers. Uh, there you go. Eric's got the Raiders going four and zero. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Some good games yep, to that's watch all for. Them. But yeah, um, for sure, those four I, o'clock games are going to be sweet. The four o'clock games are the the Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Ravens, whoop. Broncos, Steelers, Packers. Yeah, get your snacks, guys. Uh, you yeah. know, you can take some time at church. You know, get your get your potluck. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm, just, maybe mm-hmm. get go stop stop at Wingstop and don't order out this time. Like have somebody deliver. Just go get them yourself. It's fine. You want to like it locked in for those four o'clock games. That's on top of four o'clock games are legit. But all right. Well, I think uh, today is one of our today is officially our longest episode. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a lot. To, we covered a lot. It was mm-hmm. it was a hell of a. We had a good interview with Casey. Appreciate him coming out again. Yep. Um, thank you for that, um, AJ. Thank you for and Lauren. Thank you guys for setting that up. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed this, if you had a good time, make sure you you subscribe. Make sure you like our podcast um, wherever you can. Leave a review. We will Com- start reading comments. those. Uh huh. Yep. Um, well, even if they're funny or, you know, even if you're mad at us for whatever reason, you want to talk smack about your team or something, you know, leave us a comment. I'll read it, read it back and destroy your opinion. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric, Eric, but, yeah. um, I, uh, because I am, because I'm uh, delinquent and derelict and, uh, and dumb, I don't, what is the, what is our handle for, for Twitter? Like, ooh. how do you follow us? Uh, yes, we are, uh, hold on. Let me pull this up and read it verbatim. So I don't mess it up. Eric, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that sound clip of AJ calling himself dumb. For, for I'll, later. I'll clip that. You Thank can you. find us on Twitter at. Uh, I know that the sound of my voice is is dulcet and uh and and you know very soothing, uh, but I'm I'm not sure that's healthy to do. Uh, it's know. the words that it's the words that you said, not the sound of your voice. <laughs> look, look, look. So our Twitter is at go deep underscore podcast. 
Um, you can also find our Instagram. It is GoDeep.podcast. Um, and on both of those both of those social medias, it'll have a link tree that has um, links that'll take you basically to every podcast uh, app that we are available on. We're currently available on seven officially. Oh, we yeah. finally got the Apple Ooh. Podcast. Oh yeah, we're officially up Ayo. there, y'all. Hey, and I know for, I know especially for Apple Podcasts, those reviews are super important. Please go on there, leave us a review, uh, so more people can find us and more people can listen to us. Uh, tell them uh, who is going to win on Sunday, even when uh, you know we're not we're horribly wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think on that note, we will bid you adieu. Don't forget, go deep, go, go deep. deep. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>